my cat is looking dangerously at my guitar, so Ooh, if dear. something should fall over, then I'm going to just pray that <laughs> <laughs> the string doesn't break. I've been an neglectful owner. Trisha, you've been a what owner? I've been a delinquent owner. I haven't been home lately. Yeah, well, I'm so, so jealous that your son is where he is. I know. Oh, he was calling me. He's like, Mom, I had a butterbeer. Mom, I... He goes, I got a Harry Potter wand. Mom, I got to ride on a broom. (laughs) (laughs) Good for him. Oh, he was... I mean, I was getting phone calls. I got like four or five phone calls today. I'm like, all right, stop calling me. Enjoy it. (laughs) 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 So who did he go with? Grandma, grandpa. Yeah. Uh, All my friends are going to LeakyCon right now. They're all packing and they won't shut up about it. It's really annoying. And every time people think about it, I'm just like, Pofua needs a meetup. Pofua needs a meetup. And not in and not in July. You could have Canada in February. That's different than July. There you go. <laughs> because uh, they were going to go down there on Wednesday, and they found out there's a Harry Potter convention going right on at that yes. time. Yeah, Leaky Con. Leaky Con. It's Leaky Con. Yeah, they decided not to go during that time. Smart. Instead. <laughs> It's going to be flooded with people. One of the reasons why I chose not to go is it's 100 degrees here. It's going to be like 120 down there. I asked what the temperature was. She's like, it's in the 90s. And I'm like, you know what? So it is here. <laughs> there you go. No, but I was I was saying Popo has to meet up down there and go on all the rides and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Florida in no, February probably work pretty well, actually. No offense, Scott, but I don't want to go see you in February. Oh, you like snow. I like snow. I don't like negative 40 degree wind chill. It only gets to that maybe once or twice. See, that's the block of January and February here. So it's, I, yeah. I experienced it's my last... It's further south of here, I think, because where I am in the province, there's like hills and trees and such. It's not like prairie. Yeah. So. I experienced my last Chicago winter last winter, so I'm, I'm kind of excited that I'm moving. Mm-hmm. This chair is going to fall. <laughs> I suppose that's the one that uh, Death Roll talks about all the time. The chair? Mm-hmm. Probably. No, my little noise. Ah. He makes fun of me because I always sound like I don't care. <laughs> you care. That's very nice, dear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I'm really making fun of us because I do it too. And besides... If you had to edit you out as much as I had to in this originally four-hour-long recording, you'd make fun of you, too. (laughs) Those of us who know you know you care. Well, thank you. He is. I am. It's true. Richard tried telling me that I was a Slytherin last night. Yeah, how'd that go? See, you had a Puffo meet. Yes, well, I I met a Puffo Wayne and he was coming for another reason, but I've never had that much food. (laughs) Or it wasn't last night, it was the night before. It was Saturday night. If you've ever been in Chicago, Chicago drivers are notoriously angry drivers. Like Calgary. And we're just aggressive. He's used to very laid-back driving, so I was telling him, you gotta speed up, you gotta speed up, or you're gonna, people are gonna get pissed at you. And he's like, you're a very angry person, and you're very aggressive and arrogant and all this stuff. I'm just, he's like, I think you're a Slytherin. I'm like, 
because Hufflepuffs can't be these things, apparently. Hufflepuffs can't protect you from traffic? Come on. I mean, everybody speeds in Chicago. Everyone jaywalks. And he's, he, he ranted the entire time about jaywalkers. I'm just like, it's the official sport of the city. Get used to it. <laughs> sounds like someone on the radio up here she was from i think toronto or had spent a lot of time there anyway and was talking about a book someone had written in which the main character one of the reasons you knew what she was a rebel was because she day walked everywhere and she's like yeah this was written by the saskatchewan people mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> such a rebel day walking i don't know just jaywalking yeah. I mean, I mean, Chicagoans really make a sport of it. Like, we'll jaywalk across four-lane major streets. And, like, oh, and it's funny because I live by school, and between the dorms and school, there's a major four-lane street. So all the seniors and locals who have come here know how to jaywalk across the street. And it's really funny to see the freshmen tentatively stick their heads out while they could, you know, using the time that they could use to jaywalk across the street to see if a car is coming. And, like, consider it for a moment and then, like, start and then they have to back up as cars are coming. It's just like... Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do it unless you know what, like, what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I have a hard enough time crossing at crosswalks in time. I would get flattened. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is mainly, we, we cross within the crosswalk, but we cross against the light. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because there's no cars coming, and it's just like, I have places to be, and time is money, and that whole mentality. I was telling Dad the other day that when something goes wrong in a traffic light, it'll default to flashing red. So if you treat it basically as a stop sign for whatever, however many lanes are meeting. I was saying, since that's a function of them already, they should somehow put in the hours that nobody's driving and have it do that automatically. So you're not coming back from the airport at three in the morning, sitting at a red light when there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them do that. That's a great in idea. In the city, some of them do that. Go Somebody's away. Pittsburgh, does. Go away. Pittsburgh will do that, but it's a, it's a, it's the yellow light. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah plus it's right here. Awesome. That one's in town with us. But no, there's, there is no off time in Chicago. Is the thing. Right. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it would it, depend on where you were. And all the, that. Pl- the, pl- the place is dead. People around here just run the red. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's my on dad's that. one and only traffic ticket in the last couple of years. Is apparently he was going through a yellow light at three in the morning and it turned red in time and he got the little camera flash and everything. Oh. They sent him up. So, yes, he got mail from a stoplight in another province. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. There's- those are- I don't think it came to much. It was just kind of ridiculous. They have those in Baltimore. Like you go through a red light and they take a picture. Right. They have those here. And if you mm-hmm. are speeding, they can nail you with them too. That's the big yep. joke, you know. You get this ticket with a picture of you and then you try to send them a picture of money and then they send you a picture of handcuffs and then you send them real money because you don't actually want to get arrested. We should start this since some of us would like to go to bed at a reasonable hour. Yes, Trisha is on the East Coast. Oh, Trisha. And I had to wake up at 5 this morning, too, so. To get rid of your kid. Mm, I miss him. I know. Aww. He's with the enemy. He's the with outlaws. The... Oh, he's with the outlaws. He's not with oh. your parents. I was thinking he was with your yeah, parents. Yeah, that's why I'm like, Ugh. I'm all, like, freaked out and everything else. 
I don't blame you. Yeah, he's yeah, he's with the outlaws. Well, not with the ex, but just them. So right. yeah. So ready. Who wants to introduce this one? I don't remember who introduced it last. Although I don't remember saying Disney Doll 0424, so I don't think it was me. Yeah, you did. Was it me? It was you last time. All right. Who else wants it? Doesn't matter. Flip a coin. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I was scared (laughs) of. For Saturday, May 26th. This is episode 143 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. The next time Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, we'll let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome! My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. Scott. Did we we lose Scott? Okay, what did I miss? Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> 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 I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two, and that could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. But <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. We'll always laugh before the end Potterfic Weekly Where the story never ends Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, everyone. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha. And I'm Kat, back again for another week. Today we're covering the second chunk of chapters on this time around, chapters 18 through 35, hopefully, if none of us fall asleep. I suppose Mm -hmm. I should say this was written by Disney Doll 0424 and is found on fanfiction.net. I don't know if there are any other archives for it. There may be, but that's where we're reading from anyhow. And our major event last time was that Peter has now outed Remus to the entire school 20-some years before it happened in our canon. Master. Mm-hmm. I was so ticked. Yeah. Peter's on the bad list now. Oh, <laughs> Peter was on the bad list before, but now he's on the really, really, really bad list. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. I might cut off his hand and give him a silver one later. Is, is this the uh, is this the list that Susan Bones is on for Melinda? Yes. <laughs> it's the Hufflepuff list. You don't want to be on the Hufflepuff list. It's a bad place to be. Yeah, and, there, and then there's not that many many on there, but it happens. Yeah, I mean they 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 piss us off, and then we do nasty things to them in love and hugs. <laughs> oh no! Well, no, well, I still the puff comes out. I do have a song that's about killing Voldemort with hugs because he can't take love. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we kill with hugs. We 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 smother people to death. <laughs> oh, I am so bad. I'm surrounded by Hufflepuff. You are you a are. Hufflepuff. You are Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oops. I love being Hufflepuff. I'm just not the huggiest one, but apparently I am. So well, I, you never awesome. know. And so they've gone back up to the dorm room, and she has fallen asleep with Remus. Because she just she being Hermione, if you Hermione. weren't paying attention last paying attention last time, yes. Hermione is in the Marauders era because of all sorts of shenanigans. Yep. Shenanigans, is shenanigans, shenanigans. Well, that settles it. Everybody, grab a broom. It's shenanigans. <laughs> I should tell everybody, wait, wait, if you do like the text reader, don't skip chapters like I did. Yeah, that would be a problem. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I started, it, I, apparently, I skipped like a whole chapter. I had like five hours on this thing. And it went from one subject to a totally different subject. And I went, what the hell happened? <laughs> and I, I skipped one chapter. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just, I just skipped one chapter. Then I skipped three chapters. I didn't realize. Oh, wow. oh boy. Oh, yeah. It was, it was bad. This is that type of fic, though. You you skip a chapter, and something major might happen in the chapter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it really screws you up big time. And you're just like, what happened? People are angry at character A, and what's going on? <laughs> I skipped the word the battle scene happened, and I got to the... I was at the end of the battle. Oh. There was a battle? <laughs> there was, huh? When did that yeah. happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something funky. Uh, I was confused. Sounds <laughs> Anyhow. Like- so they wake up Hermione to get because us back Because Dumbledore is coming to talk to them. So they hide her beneath the cloak and she stands in the corner, which we know is probably not a very good way to hide because he knows about the cloak. and he But he can see through it. I mean, he saw through it for Harry, so... Okay. Which was never explained because it's supposed to be one of the Hallows, but we're going to ignore that plot we're point. Not, we're not going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seen it done where he has, like, a infrared charm on his spectacles <laughs> or something. But it's, can it's, tell it's, there's it's, a heat source. We're, not, we're, not, going there. we're, not, we're not debating this because it's... Anyhow. Be, I think Hermione also knows that Dumbledore knows that she's there because she's been under the cloak enough times with him knowing that they were there that it's Could not be. like she's stupid. God! With a clever switch at your age you really can't be a dumbass sometimes. The major time when that happened was in Hagrid's hut in the second book and yes. she was petrified at that point so she wasn't yeah, there. She wasn't there. That is true. But Ron and Hermione will have told her about all the times that they've been under the cloak and Dumbledore has seen them. Ron and Harry? Ron and Harry. Uh, yes, Ron and Harry. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading another fanfic at the same time. Ooh, that's tricky. Yeah. Biting my tongue and not talking about the one I'm reading right now. <laughs> Dumbledore says that he... It well, it appears... What? No, it's <laughs> It's not Twilight. Okay. No, I, I didn't I did say that. I, I got an original novel. <laughs> okay. From Antasha. Okay. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> Why are we whispering? We can just cut the part out. Well, we are going to cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> So Dumbledore says that Remus isn't going to get expelled Yay. because he's done nothing wrong. Right. Which he hasn't. Well, he probably has, but not in this case. But he is going to have a hard time of it in the last few weeks till the end of term because people know now. How rude they are. Too. And he pretty much tells Remus that he needs to be the bigger man. And 
you know, not let it anger him and attack anybody because people are going to be watching and that's going to, that would be what would cause the most trouble. Yes. So Hermione has a plan. Mm-hmm. She gets James and Sirius and Lily all in that they are going to attack anybody who so much as looks at him wrong so that he never has to draw his wand. Right. And they're going to attack him if he looks like he's going to draw his wand to keep him from doing it. Good plan. And Lily is the first one to end up doing anything, which I love, Mm -hmm. because she's the one you would least expect. Right. Yeah, that was actually in my notes. It's like, Lily's breaking the rules? What is this nonsense? Because so often in fanfic, Lily is an extreme version of Hermione. Since they never had troll experiences and stuff, she stayed in that we're always keeping with the rules thing. Right. And it's very loyal. I, I love that they've gone down to breakfast and nobody can eat. They sit there for about 20 minutes and they just push the food around on their plates and then they get up to leave. And as they're heading out the door, somebody lets out a wolf call and she oh. throws the drinks towards the Slytherin table and he starts turning into a werewolf himself. Not a real one, but... <laughs> he, yeah. he gets a wolf face. It's more like the muggle cinema kind. Like, he's got the face and the hairy hands, mm-hmm. and that's about it. <laughs> Yeah. It's fun. It's like he got he just got the George and Fred, didn't they give something that he grows extra hair or something? They they drink an age potion so they uh, can get in the goblet of fire and it backfired on them so they grew a bunch of hair. Yeah. Yeah. They got long white beards once they tried to go over the age line. Mm-hmm. Yep. She gets a night of detention and she figures that's well worth it and Remus is mad at her because he doesn't know about the plan. No, well he wouldn't go along with the plan really. No. He wouldn't. But they can't talk much about it because they're in Transfiguration and nobody crosses McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I love it. It's some things just stay the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't mess with her. And then uh, they decide that they're going to keep doing what they usually do. So they're going to go on their normal walk and the other kids are kids. The other boys are going to go play Quidditch. I but. did love that. Hermione says they'll talk more if we go into hiding. Just the little things like that that the author puts in just to remind us of canon are just so nice. Sorry to draw us away from the What discussion. are you thinking of specifically? Just, I mean, because Harry so often had to... Like, when he was revealed as a parcel time in the second book, for a specific example, he had to go about his daily life because he couldn't hide from it because that just makes things worse. And just her, like, uh, when Sirius Black came into Hogwarts, everyone was clearly looking at Harry because everyone thought Sirius was after her. It's just year after year after year, something has happened that Harry has to kind of put aside and act like everything's normal because the student population talks more when you don't show up to things. Yeah, at least true. things to your magic. Right. Yes. Whilst they're on their walk, they managed to reconcile a little bit because in the last series of chapters, they were having a fight because she wants to go to the Department of Mysteries. Yes. And see what was going on with her vision she had when she was near drowning in like. And so while she's out on this walk, she says that she's decided she's not going to go to the Department of Mysteries anymore. And I can say it because it's not a spoiler foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. But they exchange vows of devotion. They get then all we move gushy. On to the next chapter. Hey, I hate gushy. Aww. You're reading the wrong fic. I know. Oh, believe me. I know. <laughs> hey, it gets more interesting when Sirius comes into the fray. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to punch him the whole dark time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. 
<laughs> I love angst and drama and stuff like that. I know, actually. Anyway, so they return from their walk, and Lily is just like, oh, you're back early. Um, Maybe you should go to the kitchen and get some food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Of course I'm fine. What are you talking about? Let's just go. Yeah, I'm hungry. Come with me, please. I don't want to go alone. And it turns out that somebody has graffitied the wall. And yeah. because it's in their dorm, they know it's a Gryffindor. Right. Which and they've graffitied just makes it, it more. They've graffitied it. Die, werewolf. James and Sirius are trying everything they can think of to get it off, and nothing's worked so far. Which is gorgeous, fabulous, because, you know, evil doesn't go in Slytherin, and good doesn't always go in Gryffindor, and it's not always black and white. Mm. So I, I, and I'm sure this was, the author was trying to hint toward this was Peter, or, or Peter-influenced, but I like to think that it was some other Gryffindor character, and that people have prejudices yeah. and judgments and all that. Well, you know. Well, what I would think is probably one of the upper years because James and Sirius They're, can't get they it are off. The upper, they are the upper years. Oh, are they in seventh year by now? They're in seventh year. Oh, okay. They graduated in this set of chapters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> Nonetheless, it is nice that James and Sirius aren't just so terribly awesome that they can get rid of it, no problem. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's There's a I lot mean, of fix. They're like the best of the best and can do anything. You're only here because you're the best of the best. Marines, Air Force, Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, NYPD. Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Well, and I was thinking that people have been taught all along that werewolves are bad and mean and scary. And so I can see anybody in Gryffindor being worried about it. You know, there are some people that are going to have been his friends and will stick by him in this. But there have to be people that don't know him that well or whatever. And yeah, I could easily see somebody going in and graffitiing it and trying to yeah and being a Gryffindor you know you're not scared so obviously you're angry at them instead and Mm -hmm. go on the attack you know I went to the zoo today and there's the lion closure there's a cool rock that's in cool as in temperature wise that's in the shade right next to a glass so you can look at the lions up close and these little kids always go up to the glass and hammer on the glass Mm-hmm. And I always get really nervous at that because they're wild animals and they could kill you. And while we in, in fandom, you know, see Remus and, and front and center and we're all like, oh, we love re- werewolves. Yay. It's at the same time. I'm just like, I'm not going to hug a werewolf because they're scary. And right. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, the prejudice is horrible, but at the same time, it's understandable. There's a photo that I've recently seen from a zoo in Australia and what they've done is they've cut a jeep in half and the hood of the jeep is in the lion's enclosure and then there's glass and then there's the steering wheel and the seats on the other side of the enclosure so you can actually sit in the jeep and have the lion on the hood i would not want to do that and you know it makes a great picture i i assume there's a place like a cross or something where you can get a picture of the people sitting there you know with their mouths open big eyed as the lion sits on there but yeah, it's it was quite interesting. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but I would shit my pants if, if that happened to me, <laughs> even with the glass. 
they have something like that in the penguins exhibit of the um, Atlanta Aquarium. And I took Ulrich in there and I didn't realize how, because I'm so used to being short and everything being taller than me, I have like picked him up and like did a little jump and I knocked his head off the glass. Ooh. Yeah, everybody, Aww. everybody laughed at me. Yeah, I thought. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't very old. He was still in diapers, so he was like maybe about two and a half or something like that. So he thought it was kind of funny, though. So well, that's I'm, good. I'm I'm not so I'm not such a bad parent now. <laughs> and penguins aren't nearly as scary as lions. So yeah, penguins aren't as big as us. It's something when it's you know a three hundred pound thing that if you piss it off, it's gonna kill you. But I went to Shambhala, which is Tippi Hedren's place, and. Nobody listening to this will know who Tippi Hedren is, but she's Melanie Griffith's mother. And she uh-huh. was in Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Ah, uh, yes, I know that one. All and right. she has a place by where I used to live, and it's a big cat sanctuary. And mm. for X amount of dollars, you can go down one weekend a month and spend time with the big cats. And I went down, and they're all caged, but at one point, they let cats out with us. <laughs> They had their handlers uh, uh, with them. I don't care. But I have my picture with a huge lion. His name was Boomer. And his name was Boomer because he loved to put one foot in front of you and one foot in the middle of your back and make you go boom. That was his favorite thing to do. But they said if you stayed in a group and you stayed together, you were safe. But if you wandered off or something, then, you know, you were fair game. And you did sign a waiver that said if you got eaten, you wouldn't sue them. But, you know, it was amazing. And we did. We got to go and have our pictures taken with them. There were several different cats, most of them on chains when they came out with us. But Boomer and Scarface came out without chains. Mostly because they were older, but they were just so awesome. So awesome yeah. to be able to go spend time with them. I, I feel like if I was in the Harry Potter, I would be scared of werewolves. I mean, I, I have a very healthy respect for wild animals that are larger than me, which is most wild animals, except for things like penguins. <laughs> I don't know. Those things are pretty damn big. I mean, they're coming up to waist high. That's, that still frightens me. They can still yeah. hurt you. They can bite your bum. They could hurt like, you. Yes, they can hurt you, but they cannot kill you. I don't know. Biting my ball is not a good thing. <laughs> don't come I play with goose. my chickens. I hate goose. <laughs> I hate geese. Geese are just, they're horrible. I go running and... Um, geese are uh, nasty sons of bitches, though. They are. They're mean. They are. I mean, I went and um, there's one that, I, uh, a place that I go running. It's a park and they have geese there and it has a big sign. Do not the waterfowl most likely people were like what's a fowl mm-hmm. i'm like what but honestly i never run faster until a geese is chasing me it scares the living crap out of you they hit they go and everything Ugh, i hate those things anyhow my tangent's yeah. done they make great watch animals <laughs> they do but it's they would just, yeah we've had geese watch animals before yeah they would make good anyhow yes that's okay, the next back to the thing. Story. <laughs> is that Hermione takes Remus off to the room of requirement and she wants a place where she can get his mind off things and comfort him and it comes up with a bread room and she's like, oh, but it turns out this is his bedroom from Mm -hmm. when he was little. She's like, oh, okay. 
that that makes sense. Yeah. Good. That's fine. I can deal with that. And it's yeah. replicated it down to the things that are in the drawers, which I thought was wonderful. That was a great, yeah. great detail. So. And he's like, I love this room. <laughs> and they have a little bit of a makeout session, but he has to stop her because he doesn't want to go too far. And you they wait. decide to just sleep. Yeah. Yep. And so they sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody fell asleep. I can hear somebody snoring. <laughs> Aaron, are you there? (laughs) Somebody make a note. (laughs) Is Aaron really asleep? And then we have a time passes paragraph. Yeah, it was the worst week ever. Mm -hmm. And they're all getting detentions. They They got excellent training for our school. (laughs) Yeah. And they're in the last class of the day, potions, with Professor Phillips. And he hands back everybody's papers except for Sirius's and Hermione's. Hermione's. And it turns out that it looks like one or the other of them copied their papers because they're identical after the first paragraph. Hell just froze over. Yeah. Hermione's been accused of cheating. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like... Um, it's mine. He doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to get her in trouble. But he finally admits that it's his paper originally. And so then it comes down to, okay, then Hermione must have been the one cheating. And Hermione's like, why would I cheat? You know? (laughs) This isn't what I turned in. Yeah. And And this is... So perfect for like a time travel fic because if this happened in canon, no teacher would ever suspect Hermione Granger of cheating. Right. Because they've known her for too long. She's the overachiever. But here, no one knows her. No one knows her record. No one knows how obsessed she is about getting the perfect score by herself and knowing everything. And so it's a nice little insert. It's very plausible. Yes, it's very plausible. Mm-hmm. Though time travel not, not necessarily isn't necessarily plausible. If time travel actually did exist, then yes, it would be very plausible for this to happen. <laughs> and it's very neat how the other one, they're going and, I mean, they confront McGonagall. Well, not McGonagall. They go straight to the headmaster. Or I would think they'd go to McGonagall first, but that was just me. Well, and then he said that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He said he That's probably true. should have, but... Yeah. Well, he should have, yeah. So he dismisses Sirius because Sirius says it was his paper, and he gives Hermione one more chance to confess, which she won't do because she didn't cheat. And I thought Slughorn was the potions master. Mm-hmm. That was the very half blood prince. Yeah. yeah. So it would have been Slughorn at this point, but we didn't uh, know that. Okay, okay. Was I, was, I was confused. That's all. Yeah, there are a couple of things in this set of chapters where, you know, it, it definitely pulled me a little bit out. And then I remembered that this was written before Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they didn't know what was going on with okay. things. Understand. Carry on. Yeah. And the so, other boys try to convince him that obviously she wouldn't have cheated, but he's not having any of it. So they go to the headmaster and she's doing fairly well at convincing Dumbledore that she wouldn't have done that and then the boys burst in it reminds me of that scene with Hagrid in the second book right because Dumbledore's already like yes I know he didn't do it but Hagrid's just coming in with his dead rooster swinging and chicken yeah yeah. (laughs) I was with him just seconds before there's no way it could have been him yeah, and it's kind of neat. I mean, they were smart enough to get her other rough drafts. So. They come up with a good way to do it, yeah. They come up with her three rough drafts that she's made, which is 
Barry Hermione. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sirius is like, you'll note if you look at this first draft, it's even better than my last draft. So obviously she wouldn't have to cheat off of me because it actually made it a worse paper. And uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and Pavella Phillips is like, yeah, these are quite good. <laughs> <laughs> you do know what you're doing. So he's going to go ask McGonagall if somehow there's a charm on it or something, which he mm. confesses he should have done first. I could imagine he's had some bad experience with plagiarism before, so he's leapt to the worst conclusion or something mm. of the sort. Oh, I'm sure. And we come to find out that Dumbledore is sending them all home for detention because yes. they've racked up so many this week that he's decided to just get them all out of the castle. Get them out of And Lily's like, uh, what about me? And it turns out that Remus has has been sending wonderful glowing letters home about Hermione, her. not Lily. I do that all the time. Hermione, <laughs> it's because I'm looking at the word Lily on my screen. Home repeated Lily, you're sending us home. So I'm looking at the same me. thing. That's my problem. So Hermione is going to go home with Remus. Detention if, is an interesting way to meet the parents, but hey, it works. If a boy asked me to meet his parents after six months of knowing him, I'd say hell no. No, but that's just me. <laughs> Hell, I'm not. Not as though Hermione has my chance. After two weeks, (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's different now that I'm out of the house. Yeah, it is different. But never meet a guy's parents on the second date. It's just not a good sign. (laughs) No, (laughs) especially when he calls his dad, Daddy. I I believe I've. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with myself either. Okay. And we'll just needlessly say, we didn't have a third date. <laughs> okay. There we go. In when this case, though. some guy calls her daddy, daddy, on, in front of a girl you're just growing up for the second time. No, not a good sign. Okay, <laughs> anyhow, they're on the train having a good time. We run into the time travel thing again because it's not exactly like Hermione can go and call up her 20-year-old parents and say, Hi, I'm your daughter from the future. I've been sent home from school. (laughs) (laughs) Can I come home and stay with you? (laughs) Not so much. Weren't you that nice girl and that that boy that you were supposed to be your husband (laughs) on Christmas? Yeah. Didn't your car break down? Wait a minute. (laughs) What's going on? You're my what? And there's a fun conversation with Sirius about that because she's being nervous and He's like, why? Well, I'm going to meet Remus's parents tonight. He says, if you were meeting your boyfriend's parents for the first time, wouldn't you be nervous? He says, no, I'd be more nervous that I had a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. And I feel like every every fan of Sirius Remus fan fiction, like their heart just broke a little bit. (laughs) Aww. Because mine did. It's just like, meh. Not this serious. Damn it. Damn it. Such a good ship. Oh, I'm 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 over it. Okay. Oh, good. Thank you. Hermione reveals to Sirius that she knows a thing or two about his mother, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you've met her." <laughs> so, um, not exactly. <laughs> part of her. I've met all the good parts. Yeah. Uh huh. And here's where we run into another of the little things, because she's put Regulus in as an older brother instead of a younger one. Mm-hmm. But, oh, well. Did, did we know at that point, did, in Order of the Phoenix, did he mention he, he was younger? Because I know it was um, clarified. Apparently, we must have, because in the next chapter, there's an author's note about that. Yeah, okay. 
been reviewing and saying, wait, but wasn't Regulus a younger brother? And she's oh, right, I forgot. So Yeah, he I works better it, in the story this way, so that's how she went with it. Yeah. It's called creative writing. It's called it's a minor plot point and it really doesn't matter to canon. Yeah. Right. At this point he wasn't in, he wasn't particularly important because we didn't know anything about Horcruxes or anything, so Yeah. He was just a name. And fanfic writers were using them for everything, mm-hmm. as you will, as you see in the order, in the order. Yeah, we run chapters. into that later. <laughs> Mundungus is very different. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Just a little. They have a conversation because everybody else is asleep, so it's just Hermione and, and Sirius that are awake. And he says, "I'm thinking about the Department of Mysteries," and she says, "I've decided not to go." He kind of pushes. He's her. not sure about that. Pushes her and pushes her. And are you really not going because you don't want to go, or are you just not going because you don't want to mess with Remus? But they get to the platform after spending a little while in silence. After that, she's met the Potters before. Yeah. Yeah. They greet each other, and then she gets to meet Remus's parents, who are Daphne and Robert in this, which is interesting. I don't know if we ever did learn what their names are, but Mr. Lupin very often turns out to be John in right. fix. Yeah. yeah. Remus. I don't know if we ever middle, actually learned that, the but name. they use it from his middle name, yeah. It's something we'll learn in Pottermore, I'm sure. Maybe. Oh, Pottermore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which will probably have been out for months by the time you actually listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's still... Yeah. It's July 11th. There are four more days until the midnight release of Deathly Hallows Part 2. And we have several more weeks until Pottermore is released to the special fans. Yes. Are we supposed to sign up for that? Yeah. For Pottermore? Ooh, yeah, I yeah. guess I got to. I yeah. still have to. I've been preoccupied with other things but just so our listeners out there know where we are right now in the time universe we're, we're still so waiting for deathly hallows right now we're not really concentrating on anything else <laughs> so apparently in this universe remus had a sister but she's died yeah that screwed me up from the last because i was thinking that we were doing the last pick where his his sister was there when he was bitten mm-hmm. yeah. and all that Right. We only see parts of certain people, and it's definitely interesting what people interpret to fill in the gaps for fanfic. And it's always he has a sister. He never has a brother. I've seen one. Well, that's because then he has to, it has to be called Romulus, and that's just a little too much for some people. No, no I've seen ones where he's had a brother. Not a twin brother, because mm-hmm. that would have to be Romulus, and that would just be freaky. But I have I actually... Know. Read a fic but where then, that was the case, I think. But, uh, yeah. Well, he can't have a brother named he can't have a brother named Romulus, but then he he'll be the one that was killed by the. By yes, group. well, he was killed. Oh, I I spent so long since I don't even remember what that story is. But anyway, happened. you have you don't remember what happened in Deathly no. I meant in the Romul the Remus and Romulus story. Oh. <laughs> um, I was like, well, Remus does die. <laughs> Yeah. No, Trisha was saying there would have been twins, and then when Greyback attacked, Romulus would get killed, and Remus would just get bitten, or something oh. like that. Eh. Anyhow. Hey, look, I just started a new fan fiction for someone. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Run with it. 
to write that. I'm, because I'm, I'm not talented at writing, so go ahead. Steal my plot. I won't mind. Just give her credit. Just give me credit or just say, hey, this is for you, Trisha, and I'll be all happy. Yay. And let me know when you're done writing it. So Hermione has to trot out her somewhat shaky story about France. She's really trying not to give herself away, but she doesn't have enough details to really make it work, so she kind of has to steer things. And it's getting shakier because she's telling different versions to different people. I kind of like that, though, because in a lot of time travel fics, it's on purpose, so I guess they have more time to prepare and stuff. But the fact that she can't remember exactly what she's told everybody and has this elaborate story that she keeps to exactly, it makes her a little more human. No, I I like it because it makes it more realistic, but it's going to come back to bite her, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're right. It's an interesting point because a lot of the time travel fix they do, they're like, oh, yes, I am from this certain place and actually I'm qualified in these seven different ways. And yeah. I'm from America, and I sound British. It's my grandparents' fault. They raised me with an English accent. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that. Hello? Hi. What was that? Kelly. Oh, is Kelly kissing someone? Does it sound like... I didn't do it. Okay. Sure? She's only nothing. Can you hear me? Yes. I have a different headset on. I'm sorry the fans are on. It is 95 degrees here, and it feels like 112, and the air conditioning, and I'm upstairs, and the air conditioning in this room only cooled the room down to 85. It's the coolest room in the house. Wow. So I'm probably going to be on mute a lot of the time because I have the fan on, and you can probably (laughs) hear it. There's a certain amount of background noise, but it's steady. Yeah. It's a low roar. That's the air conditioner across the room. Oh, okay. It's yeah, really, I'm, really hot here. <laughs> I'm making out with my boxed air conditioner because it's going full blast, and I'm loving it because it's also like 100 degrees here. I won't tell you how cool it is here. You'll come and hurt me. You already told me, and I'm, yes, I'm buying a ticket and coming to hurt you, and then I'm going to enjoy the weather there. And I don't even want to hear about Scott's weather. <laughs> I thought it was warm, but I guess it's not really. Yeah, it's I'm going to do hot yoga, so that would make you feel better. Yay, hot yoga. I told my mom about hot yoga the other day because she was doing yoga. And I said, oh, my friend does it hot yoga style. (laughs) What does that mean? Hot yoga is you do yoga. There's 26 positions that you do. And you do it a certain way. And you're in a room that's 103 degrees and 30% humidity. You sweat in places that you never thought you could sweat before. (laughs) <laughs> I've heard it's really good for your body, though. Oh, it is so good. I always feel like three... Ah, hi, Floofler. I feel three inches taller every time I go, but I'm never really three inches taller, but... Huh. Wow. Oh, well. Floor, like, whoop! <laughs> Would you knock over? She the dog is like red eagle on the floor in front of the fan. <laughs> She's hot. Oh, Poor is still staring... Curiously at the guitar, so we'll see how things go. <laughs> she just wants to play, Mom. She's been watching. She'll actually, play. well, when I play guitar, she'll come over and pull all the strings. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. So, Kelly, we're in chapter twenty. About halfway through. Yeah, just about two thirds, maybe. So okay. Hermione's trying not to give herself away to the parents and has just run off to the bathroom in order to uh, not have to talk. Just not obvious at all that she runs to the bathroom and stuff. Never mind. And she overhears them talking about her. 
Just a little. I thought it was kind Particularly of Remus's mom is kind of nervous. I'm really not liking Remus's mom. I don't like her, but I like how she was characterized because it's very yeah. realistic. Yes, and I could totally understand her for being a mom because I think it kind of hit me a little bit hard because I'm afraid I'm going to be like her. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's what I'm more afraid. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the overbearing mom. You ever watch a TV show called iCarly? No, I've seen that once or twice. Yes. Okay, my son absolutely loved it. And there's this mom who's really overbearing. I'm afraid I'm gonna be like her. And that makes me your mama. I I don't think you could ever be like her, Trisha. Okay. No. Thank God. I don't think I I know who you're talking about. I don't think she could ever be in a Harry Potter. Okay. You're safe. <laughs> Okay. You're also aware that you may be overbearing, so you watch what you do. The overbearing type of person doesn't realize that they're overbearing and just runs roughshod over everybody. Okay. So Remus's mother is concerned. She wants to know why Hermione seems to be so nervous and so jumpy. Remus is saying, well, it's because she's nervous about meeting you and mom doesn't quite believe it. She wants to keep asking yeah. questions, and Remus said, you need to stop asking questions. Leave it alone. And so she's already kind of got it out for Hermione. There's something that she's keeping secret, and she doesn't like that. She's really concerned that she knew about his secret, too, without anybody telling her. How did she discover that? And he says, well, it's not a problem. And they're like, oh, yeah, it is a problem. Your secret is a big problem, even if you don't realize it yet. If only they knew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. They didn't tell Rufus' parents that he's been sold out or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dumbledore Dumbledore told him. him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, they blame Hermione. That's one of the things that that she's... Yeah. There's this strange girl who knew about your condition from nowhere and then all of a sudden all the school knows and what if she had something to do with it but again she can't exactly say well um i did an essay on werewolves 20 years from now and figured it out because i was being protective of my best friend who knows your son because his parents are your son's best friends now right Mm -hmm. yeah that'd be oh and he was my professor (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah now he's my boyfriend that doesn't make anything awkward <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm a little shocked. We never had that moment. I'm like, my professor is my boyfriend now. This is kind of awkward. Oh, she kind of has it. There's a couple of times where she yeah. kind of thinks about it. Yeah, she, so. she thinks about it. But there's no like awkward moment. There's no awkward turtle. Okay, it's so not quite the same. They have an awkward evening. Speaking of awkward turtle, and finally, his mom says, "Why don't we all go to bed?" <laughs> and so Remus yeah. is I'm not a child you don't have to tell me to go to bed and Hermione's like, and is like yeah but we should go anyway yeah, let's go and she says goodnight to him at the door and he says I want to be with you and boom shabalabalabab she says no 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 not in your parents house not in your parents house that doesn't actually work no he's too stubborn he shows up yep he shows up he sneaks anyway. out of the room and Morning wanders boy. into the kitchen and there's his dad oh 
Hi, you're up. Hi, Dad. <laughs> By the way, I checked on you last night you were in your bed. Oh, Oops. really? I swear we didn't do anything. No, all. They do. You get the feeling that Mr. Lupin is way more laid back than Mrs. Lupin. Oh, yeah. Because your child's yeah, on their, in their bed. Most people freak out. And he's just like, okay, it's probably somebody else, somewhere else in the house. Well, he probably mm-hmm. Oh, he, he knows what in. his son's trying to do. He's probably thinking to myself. Yeah, I what I go? Hmm, what did I do when I was about seventeen, eighteen years old? Oh, been okay. there. <laughs> do I really want to get involved? <laughs> and yes, Remus has very awkward attempts to convince him that they actually weren't having sex or anything. His father lets him off the hook at first, and he's like, Phew. except. And then he's like, oh boy, here it comes again. <laughs> Didn't we have this talk? He's like, it's not that talk. <laughs> <laughs> Different talk. I love he goes to get Hermione up and he's like, good morning, how did you sleep? And she said, oh, I had an elbow in my back the whole night. And he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. He's like, well, um, Dad knows where I spent the night, but no, I don't think he tells her because she'd freak out. No. No, it actually, it actually says he didn't tell her. He yeah, no, nobody he saw him that. leave that morning, which is true, but his dad knew anyhow. Mm-hmm. They decided to go for a walk after breakfast. It starts getting really warm, so Kelly and Kat can relate. Trisha, is it really warm there, too? It has been. Yes, it has. It's okay. hitting the 90s here. So they decided to go swimming we'll, with their We'll hear on. this in the winter. Yeah, we will. We'll go. It was warm when? <laughs> having having li- lived in Britain in the summer in August, it's it's far colder there than it is here. And I can't quite believe that in March... It's going to be warm enough to go swimming with your clothes on. It seems like it was a warm day. Who knows? Because if, if you remember in canon, March was around the time that the Silver Doe shows up with the sword. And there was yeah, ice of like... <laughs> so, it's, I mean... It's it, a particularly it, warm part of England. <laughs> it it kind of well, feels like just the author... Yeah, like the Australian part. If you, if you don't have experience with it, then you don't comprehend things like this. Yeah. You like assume if you live in Florida pretty similar to yours. Yeah, if you live in Florida you can't understand what a foot of snow looks like. So yeah. Well, you know, if you talk about the trees first, it may be a nice sunny day, but there's no leaves on the trees in March. You know, and like I said, this is the Australian part of Great Britain, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Of course. It's that little island off to the side that has tropical weather. <laughs> Like the Canary Island. Oh, you didn't know about that? They're going fridging. So he actually scoops her up and takes her in and she says, I will hex you into next week if you do this. And he drops her <laughs> in anyhow. They sit on the grass and let the sun warm him up. And he's going to ask her something special about the future when all of a sudden they have a visitor. Serious. A giant motorcycle flies overhead. <laughs> Oh, Which dear. I have named in, I have named in my head the motor button bike's name is Elvin Dork. Elvin Dork. Something has to be named Elvin Dork. Something has to be it's it's too awesome of a name not to be used. So we're gonna name I I've it's named the motorcycle Elvin Dork. It's unisex. There you go. Perfect it for is. inanimate objects. 
It's unisex. It's mm-hmm. Elven Dark. The bit that I like, we can probably cut this out, but I, I just noticed that now, is that when they're walking into the woods, he led Hermione off the path and through the thick trees, as in tossed. And it's like, oh, he's doing caber tossing now, you know, rather than through <laughs> as in between. Yeah, I just noticed that too. Just a spell check error. <laughs> Yeah, well, well I also like the fact that there's grass on the ground in March. Let's come off the path. Oh, look, there's a thick tree on the ground. I'll just toss that over here. (laughs) 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 It makes makes me sound like he's the brawny man. (laughs) I wanted to be a lumberjack, leaping from tree to tree as they float down the mighty rivers of British Columbia. The giant redwood, the larch, the fir. The mighty Scots pine, the smell of fresh cut timber, the crash of mighty trees. With my best girlie by my side, we'd sing, sing, sing. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night, I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. Do, 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 do. Now I have this flash of the underdog. I don't know why, but here we come to save the day. Poor Arthur. We tease because we love. Yes, yes. And spell check. It's the right spelling, so time. It is a word. It It does exist. So, Sirius is here. Mm -hmm. Has arrived. On his motorcycle. With his new motorcycle, which he's apparently just bought. And he wants to know who wants to go for a ride. And, and it's Hermione! Hermione does, because she used to ride with, was it her father when she was yeah. younger? Oh, it was an uh, uncle. An uncle, yeah. yeah. He used to take her on rides around the neighborhood. And she loved it. It's just an interesting contrast of ideas. Is it, who wants to ride? Rivers is like, oh, no, you're not getting me on that thing. It, Hermione's like, sure. (laughs) This is the girl who won't get on a broomstick. Really? But I guess it's different. Well, it's, I mean, it's a muggle thing. Right, Mm -hmm. he promises not to fly. Even if it's flying, it's, I mean, a broomstick. Mm -hmm. She can have a helmet on. Well, Hermione grew up with a broomstick being something that you sweep with, and a motorcycle is something that you ride. Knowing Remus's parents now, Remus has probably never even seen a motorcycle in real life before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's much more substantial than a broom. Anyhow. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's there's actually something to sit on. I really want one. A flying motorcycle? I have an it obsession. Still kind of- no, a regular one. I, I have an mm-hmm. obsession with motorcycles. And I frequently go on websites and stare at them and drool because I want one really bad. But mm. I'm unemployed right now and can't afford one. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm it's an interesting detail. <laughs> yeah, and it, it does make for an interesting expansion of character, but it's not something I would have expected of Canon Hermione to go around riding mo- motorcycles, mm-hmm. whether they fly. Well, or I don't not. think she goes around riding motorcycles. It's, it's a nostalgia thing. Like she's really missing home right now, and her uncle drove her around the block on motorcycles, and so she probably wants to feel that again, just to feel like she's home. Well, it works for the story. It's just, yeah, I can definitely see why Remus is surprised. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he apparates home because he's old enough to apparate, and of course his mom wants to know where she is. Where? You be 
And wants to know how come he looks like he's been wet. And she's, you know, mm-hmm. Mother Hen. Go change your clothes. You don't want to be sick. And he's just... This, like, this woman is she's, so overbearing. She's a she's friend of ours from Hogwarts. And he's like, really? Hmm. Faster. Yeah. I was curious why they didn't, he didn't just say serious. Yeah. Because wouldn't Mrs. Lupin know who serious was? You would think. Well, they mention that in the next three lines. So, yes, she does. But the thing is well, that we're talking about I guess someone not, who's... actually. It doesn't say necessarily that she knows. He mentions the name next, and then she says, your friend Sirius. So she could know who he we're is talking... already, or this could be her first introduction to him. Okay, Kelly's yeah. turn. We're talking about someone whose family is purebloods and has a marked prejudice against non-purebloods or people who may be, you know, and Sirius is known as a troublemaker and is well known as a troublemaker. So, you know, it's like, yeah, mom, it's my punk friend, Sirius. You know, yeah, he bought a motorbike, (laughs) you know. I mean, I'm sure she knows who he is, but it's kind of like, yeah, one of our friends. And, oh, yes, really? Yeah, Sirius bought a motorbike. Mm -hmm. Oh. Okay, is he going to stay for dinner? Yeah. I'm not sure. And it turns out maybe not. And he's basically come to say, I'm going to come back for you and take you to the ministry. And she says, I don't want to go. And he says, yeah, you do. You will wonder and wonder and wonder if you don't do this. You have to go. And so she says, okay. She's not sure. And Sirius is actually pretty insightful here. He's kind of has figured out a little bit how Hermione works. She wants to always be in control and on top of things. And when she isn't, she panics. And And he insists that the group of them all take care of each other's problems and fix them. And she doesn't think her problems can be fixed. He's pretty much talked her into going to the ministry with him. And she's like, but what about Remus? And he says, if he loves you like he says he does, he'd want what's best for you. And (sighs) they just kind of stare at each other for a while. And she finally says, all right, come back tonight when everyone's asleep. I'll be waiting for you at two. That's going to work well. Yeah. Sirius is like, are you going to tell him? And she says, no, I'll leave him a note. Which is rather like texting somebody, hey, I'm going to go swim with sharks. Yeah. Just thought you should know. (laughs) Yeah. Be back soon. Love, Hermione. Entirely. Yeah, she's not a serious speaking moment at this point. Well, this kind of shows you, I mean, she is 17 years old. Every time we look and see her writing, she's responsible, she's doing this. She's being a 17-year-old girl. It's the immaturity. That's, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, she grew up a lot, but Mm -hmm. she still has some immaturity, which I kind of, I like that. I mean, I like it. It's hard to talk to someone when you know you're going to disappoint them. It's like... If if I were to text Sue, hey, I'm going to go off do this potentially dangerous thing because the last time I did it, somebody died. So we're going to go off and do that. And Sue can do nothing because she's in Portland and I'm in Chicago. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's, it, it's just hilarious to me. This is something that is so uncanon Hermione and yet so vaguely generic 17-year-old girl that you totally buy it even though it is Hermione. He comes in once again into her room, and first of all, he finds her. She's changing clothes because she's still wet from Mm -hmm. jumping in the lake. He wants to know what happened to Sirius, and he says, oh, he went back to the Potters. He probably just came to show off his new toy. And she's crying, and he wants to know what's wrong, and she says, I think your mother has dinner waiting for us, and takes off. (laughs) I don't think it's what's wrong. (laughs) No. It's a very upsetting dinner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
she's she's avoiding. She doesn't like corned beef. <laughs> mm-hmm. It reminds of her of Ron yeah. or something. That is kind of funny. Yeah. Before he can, she doesn't stop think her. she can really lie to him about it. But she doesn't want to tell him because she doesn't want him to be disappointed. And yeah, she's conflicted. She just basically avoids him all night and tries not to say anything. She excuses herself and runs off to bed, and he tries to catch her, but she gets in and closes the door before he can. So he goes to his own room and waits for his parents to go to sleep before he can sneak back in her room. And she pretends like she's asleep until he falls asleep. And then she creeps out of the room. And runs into Mrs. Lupin. Of course she does. Yeah, that's karma for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you going? And she says, I have to do something. Thank you for having me over, but I have to do something. And she's like, well, does Remus know? And Hermione said, no, and don't wake him. I left him a note. I'm sorry. And she takes off for the bike. And of course, that just seals her fate with Mrs. Lupin. It does. Here she is taking off with this guy with his motorbike. Obviously, she's just using Remus. No good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, I can see why Mrs. Lupin wouldn't be so happy. Oh, yeah. I can understand Oh, that. I totally, I, like, if I knew what Mrs. Lupin knew, I totally agree with her. But it's the whole, like, the fact that we know that Hermione is time traveling and there's all this stuff that's going on. Yeah. That it makes it more confusing. Yeah, but just for like the bare facts, she goes out walking with one boy and sends him back on his own because she's met another one, and then sneaks out that same night and yeah. goes off with the second boy. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's almost like that she's eloping with the other boy. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, the only thing I can think of is like that little tree time in hell. <laughs> All right. <laughs> which leads so us we to go on to the next, next chapter, which is largely a flashback to this was written basically yeah, but- because it'd been a while since things were posted and people didn't remember what was going on with Hermione and the lake. So she took that entire section and reposted it with interleaving bits of Hermione flying on the motorbike with Sirius. Can I rant a minute about flashback scenes? No. All right. So I'm not really. I'm asking you. I'm just going to rant a minute for about <laughs> flashback scenes. I was reading this while this was being posted. It's not like we. I was just going to say, what if I said no? <laughs> <laughs> I would step all over you. Rant anyhow. No, but Aww. okay. My my two issues with the flashback scenes. A lot of times, authors will make them far too long, and you just need a quick little reminder. It's not like you haven't read it already. The other thing is that I was reading this while it was being posted. You know, 95% of us had remembered what was going on. We were like, yeah, we get it. This is the scene where Hermione nearly dies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This, we, we do not need to reiterate this information. This is a waste of space. Yeah, and I can really, see it, if you were waiting for it to come and waiting for it to come, and this is the chapter that came out, I could see being really upset. I will say it, it pissed me off. I was just like, what? This is not a chapter. This is just like, okay, here's review what has happened because it's significant. The whole like erythral mm-hmm. or like heavenly Hogwarts thing didn't tip you off that it was significant. We're going to retell you the story because that's what we do. That I mean, that's, that's a mark of a bad author. And I love this story. I love this author. I find her very well written, but this is my least favorite chapter because it's all flashback. I don't care about any of this. I can over You remind me of my mom talking about the Wheel of Time series. For a while, she and dad were kind of following it, and she can't remember which one it was. I think it was probably the sixth one, she said, that 
came and was basically all recap because there were so many threads and then there was two chapters of advancing of the plot and that was basically when she gave I up on the series. That. Are you yeah. sure that was the sixth <laughs> book? I think it was the eighth. I don't I actually was, know because she I think couldn't it was remember for sure winter, and I haven't read them. So. I think it was a winter's dream or something like that. It was like, are you kidding me? It was entirely catch up. That's all it was. The whole, the whole book. I despise recap so much. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Because it, it dumbs down the reader. It sells this lower bar and reading is supposed to be about furthering your knowledge. And if you can't well, remember, and, you can reread. In the Wheel of Time series, it wasn't so much a recap from the same point of view as you saw before. It was a recap from a different character's standpoint. So it wasn't new, but it was. That's, That's how he did it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but there's been times with J.K. Rowling when she was, but I understand she was doing it with children's books, and sometimes kids need to recap it. There was a couple of times where I'm like, I already know who this character is. Shut up and let's get on with the story. You guys yeah, are not sorry, right. JK. <laughs> Who loves the previously in this fic? <laughs> <laughs> Usually those are in I author's said, notes, though. So you can just skip them but, if you don't care. Yeah. But it's not even that I don't care. There's a limit. If it's four sentences, then I totally get it. And that's awesome for the people who have lost themselves. But when it's an entire chapter long that you're recapping what happened in a previous chapter, like we didn't know it was significant already... Yeah. It pissed me out. And it's verbatim. It's the copy and paste chapter. Yeah, it's of not even story. really a recap. Can, can okay. we go on to the next chapter now that we've complained yeah, about the next chapter? Five minutes minutes about this one. Well, there was a little bit more people. with Hermione and Sirius on the motorbike, and they're flying, and she has to clutch at him because he's nuts, and they're flying a motorbike. And um, then we get into the ministry, and <laughs> I don't know if this is just. I guess it's a fanon thing, generally, or it just comes out from how they managed to break in in the canon. But it always amuses me that you can go up to the automated thing on the telephone and tell them absolutely anything and they'll still give you a badge. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm here to overthrow the ministry. You get a little badge. Tom Riddle, overthrowing ministry. (laughs) You know? If, if anyone out there in listener land wants to write that one shot, I will give them cookies and I'm not sure. I'll give you one of my merch items, I guess. But like, I will I will grant you gifts if you write that one shot because I would love to read that one shot. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, what were you going to say? I was agreeing. Ah, okay. Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> That's right. Okay, we're doing a lot of talking on top of each other today, so. Yeah. Okay. Listen with your ears so you don't step on someone else. I'm sure we have that leg. It's difficult. <laughs> well, I understand that. I do. But at the same time, it makes it harder for people to listen to the podcast when you have three people that are all talking at the same time. Oh, yeah. So that's all I'm going to yeah, say. It would be, be fun to podcast sometime in the same room because then you could actually see when people are saying things. Yeah, but my I don't know what sort of equipment setup you'd have to have to make that work, but that would be fun. Depending mm-hmm. on the number of people, you'd have to have like three mics and... Yeah, you'd all yeah. Have to be on your own personal it, computers. And, we'd have to have like a soundboard. No, because then I—I I mean, I know how to do it because I did sound and stuff in high school, but it's hard. 
Mm-hmm. We are down in the department of and they mysteries. Make, they make their way through the rotating room, because Hermione has figured this out, having done it before. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the one they want is the absolute last room that they get to. Well, first of all, he gets transfixed in the uh, room with the... Yeah, the veil room. Uh, veil, There's thank a, you. Their I'm creepy like, moment uh, there. Vault. Uh, it starts with a V. Uh, uh. The room of death. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and she, of course, is really perturbed by that, and he doesn't get it, because she won't tell Get away from the veil, get away from the veil, we're not going to go near the veil. The room with the arch and the veil always reminded me of... Of the twisted door frame in the Wheel of Time series where you could pass through and sometimes you came back and sometimes you didn't. Mm-hmm. And it always reminded me of that twisted doorway. I may have to read those again. I don't know. I started, the, I got a book and a half in and that was it so far because I oh. mistakenly put it down halfway through the second book and then I forgot where I was. I think it's before. I think it's funny that there's a town in Wisconsin called Two Rivers and every time I see it, we have customers in Two Rivers and it just makes me laugh because I think it's rad and Matt and Perrin there too. <laughs> <laughs> and the inn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wonder if there are any fans in Two Rivers. They could I'm sure they probably all heard it before. <laughs> yeah. So he's drawn to the veil, and she grabs him, and you know she's just furious with him. I told you not to go in any room. Why are you so damn impulsive? Can't you ever just do what you're asked? And he's like, hey, don't scream at me. I'm not your child. I don't think she's angry. It's just she's scared. Oh, yeah. And she's just taking yeah. it out because of the, you know, because she's afraid she's reacting with anger. And he's just, you mm-hmm. know, he's enthralled. He has no idea. He's never been in here before. And she yeah, would he be just wants same. to look at all the neat stuff. Yeah. She would be the same way if she didn't have the background that she does. If she was just walking into it cold for the first time, she would want to yeah. go and examine everything and all that. I don't remember in the canon having the room with all the muggle portraits, but I thought that was neat that he was confused because none of them were moving. Mm-hmm. Speaking of portraits, tangent just a little bit. This past weekend, and this podcast will come out far, far, far in the future. <laughs> this past weekend was the weekend before Deathly Hallows 2. ABC family had the movies on. And I noticed when Harry came down into the common room to talk to Sirius in the fireplace that none of the portraits were moving. And none of them were asleep, but they were just portraits. And I thought, that's very strange. (laughs) Because you always see them in motion or asleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, moving forward. Yeah, I found the whole fire talking thing weird anyway, because they just made him look strange. That was stupid. Yes. Well, I don't think it was stupid, but I just noticed it would have been so easy to do it the way it was supposed to be done, and they didn't. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Which time are you talking about? Are you talking about the second time? Or the first time? The first time particularly, but the second time again as well. The time where he's made out of embers is the strangest and made no sense. The other time, (laughs) it sort of works okay, but it's still not the same. Like, he's supposed to have his head sitting in the grate. And you do that by having a bright green poncho and having him record the lines. It's easy. (laughs) But they didn't go that way. Yeah. Right. Oh, well. Things to do next time they make the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a list. We will present That's it right. to you. And, it's it's not really, still, and we still will not be satisfied. No, we won't. I, I wouldn't oh, say it's true. a list. It's more like a book. 
It's a book of things to change. That's for sure. You know that encyclopedia that Joe is writing? That's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the encyclopedia. <laughs> How to make the movie right. Go word by word. In the meantime, poor Remus wakes up and the mattress is empty. And he looks at the Mm -hmm. clock and it's 6.45 and he's thinking, oh, she must be in the bathroom or something. And he Mm -hmm. walks in to find his parents in the kitchen and he wants to know where Hermione is because he hasn't seen her yet. And Mrs. Lupin says, she left you a note. Mm -hmm. And they tell him. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. That Mrs. Lupin didn't take the note and just tell Remus she left with Sirius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't trust Hermione already, and that would have just reinforced how she felt yeah. to Remus. Yeah, Look, that's true. Look, I was right. She is an irresponsible girl. Scarlet woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so sad because he's got up and he's having a great morning because he had such a nice day yesterday. And then there's this note. And he's, you know, mad at his parents because they didn't wake him up. Why didn't you wake me up? Where are you going? As he's grabbing his stuff and getting ready to go. And his mother's like, don't let her hurt you. I know you think you're in love with her, but you're young. You don't know what love is. She's not for you. And that's when he really loses it. Stop treating me like I'm a child. I am not a child, and you've done nothing but treat me like a child since I walked through the door this time. And I can see why she's lost a child already, and he's been turned into a werewolf. She's going to cling on to him and try to keep him Mm -hmm. dependent on her for as long as she can. But she doesn't realize that the tighter she holds, the more she's going to lose him. She needs to give him freedom. His father might be more understanding to start with, but of course in here he has to get in because you don't raise your voice at your mother. Don't talk to your mother like that. And to Remus, it's just another straw on a load and he ends up storming off basically. He's gone. And we move to the next chapter. Mm -hmm. Where we Where they finally found the right room. Yay! Ah, except Dumbledore's in And there's Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whoops. <laughs> Dang it, how did you get here? He's put it's like the, the Mirror of Arisen moment there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, he's he's got the tracking beacon from, was it Paradigm of Uncertainty? The one where Hermione tagged Harry like a dog. Like a human so, beacon. Yeah, so she could follow him. It could one. be. It was the one with the grand house and the swing dancing. That's P.I.O. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's you were right. Dumbledore's tagged her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's got a GPS in his pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in her pocket. He has an iPhone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wonder if like, News radar. of the World has hacked it. You wonder if News of the what? I wonder if News of the World has hacked it. Oh, probably. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. And she and Sirius both step forward and try to say, well, I was the one who brought them. It doesn't work very well. No, and Dumbledore doesn't really care one way or the other. No. So he's brought a friend of his who can maybe give her some of the answers that she wants. And of course, you know, we're wizards, so we have to do it over a pot of tea because... That's the way we do things over our pot of tea. Well, that's, that's not a wizard thing. That's, that's a, a British, British thing. thing. <laughs> I thought of that after I said it. <laughs> the wizard thing is making the tea in the chairs appear out of nowhere. That's it. So Apparently Dumbledore got his chair creating ways from her. Aren't they supposed to bang your head? What about your head? Aren't they, isn't the tea supposed to bang your head? No, that's the fire whiskey that bangs your head. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought it was the mugs of mead. 
Oh, that's that right. If Mead. you didn't take them out of the air, they would bop you on the head. That's right. It was Mead, not Fire. Where was that from? Dumbledore. That was from the Dursleys. Oh, right. <laughs> but the glasses, though, because they, they looked like Mead glasses in the picture. Probably. Like the I don't know. It wasn't Mead glasses. I was just trying to be silly. And apparently, did not do a very good job of it. Look so, what you started. I know. This is Butterfic Weekly. We can only be silly when we're actually trying to be serious. That's right. You can't try to be I'm serious. He's serious. dead. No, I'm not serious. I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm not serious. He is. Oh. Sirius is dead, and also a fictional character. Oh, and also having a pot of tea at the moment. Uh, yes. Hey, with Dumbledore. And what Who's we... also dead. Who's also dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is very sad. And yet and not. OC. You guys are going to make me cry. Why? <laughs> but it turns I'm out crying. that Hermione's Dumbledore is the one who opened this door in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they know that is because apparently the headmaster or headmistress is the only person who can so it must have been and Dumbledore's like well I don't know why I did it (laughs) (laughs) I must have had some reason I'm sure it was a good reason and it won't open again until her task is done right nobody knows task hi quantum leap time woo (laughs) why am I here why am I here Al (laughs) yep I'm sorry Al picture of uh, Dumbledore putting her peripheral vision to What's, tell her these things. What's Ziggy say, Al? What did he, what did he say every time he lit, he jumped? Was it, oh my? Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> did I tell you? Okay, here's a tangent for you. They had That's a, a convention. They had a convention in Los Angeles for Quantum Leap mm-hmm. many years ago. While the show was still going on. And they had 5,000 people show up in L.A. at this convention. Wow. They had no idea this many people were going to show up. And Scott Bakula was there. And Dean Stockwell was there. And Belisario wow. was there. And Scott walked out on the stage to thunderous applause <laughs> and everything. And he stood there on the stage with his eyes open real wide. And he's looking around at everybody. And he's like, oh, boy. And everybody... <laughs> Died, and he was like, "What did I say?" What a dean is off the side of the stage, cracking up, and he had to come onto the stage and tell Scott that he had said, "Oh, oh boy. boy," and then Scott was laughing because <laughs> he had no idea that he slipped out of his mouth. You just leaked it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really funny. A friend of mine was there. And just loves to tell that story because she says he was so unassuming and he had no clue what he said. And people were crying because they were laughing so hard. And he was like, what did I say? It's totally like Ryan with the Melinda line where Jen's just crying. She's laughing so hard. And Ryan's like, Uh what? I messed up Marauders. What? And, you know, Jen's like, I love you, Ryan. Just keep talking. He's like, but I'm afraid. Hermione, the tribal warrior. My my thing about Ryan's accent is I am a fan of Leverage, and on the commentaries they have the head writer of Leverage has the exact same accent and puts R's like he says an idea, and I'm I'm hearing like okay. does it's anyone Trisha. else hear that? It's Trisha. It's okay. Trisha. 
he says I dear and then I'm on my couch cracking up as they continue to talk and like it's I mean I have Pofoidia moments like that all the time listening to Leverage uh, oh well mine, mine just come from when I have the radio on and Bonnie Tyler comes on and I just laugh and the people <laughs> around me are going what's so funny I'm like never mind <laughs> turn around you <laughs> <laughs> yes this whole idea, it works very well for the story, but you'd think with Dumbledore having opened this thing, he'd at least send instructions of what the task is or something. I give you Dumbledore telling Harry how to get rid of the Horcruxes. Same thing. Yes. I give you Dumbledore telling Harry about the, his Anything. significance in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still think it would have been fun for her to walk through the door and then a little scroll shoots through and hits her on the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> you have 20 years. Do these three things. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Toodles. Don't worry. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it could I mean, be worse. She could have Swiss cheese memory like Sam always did and not know That's who he true. is half the time. Mm-hmm. Which, which Sam is this? Quantum Leap. Quantum okay. Leap. Okay. I'm sorry. I know too many sci-fi shows. That was a great show. I loved that show. It always yeah. reminded me of Sliders. No, I liked Sliders too, but Sliders was nothing compared to Quantum Leap. Yeah, I know. It's just a, they're close, so it reminded me. It's the corner sci-fi, I guess I could call it. Sliders is one of those ones I've seen two or three episodes at random on a hotel TV, and Quantum Leap I haven't seen at all, but I've read fix where it's mentioned and stuff, so I think it might Sliders be first sometime. Slider's first two seasons are probably its best out of the four. And Quantum Leap, there wasn't an episode that was bad. Every episode was good. And it was just really unfortunate that NBC said, okay, we're sci-fi, we don't like you anymore, goodbye. And because the fans were just devastated that they canceled the show. And the end, the last show sucked. That was the only one that sucked because it wasn't an end. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we never got a resolution for what happened. And it Mm -hmm. was just awful <laughs> and it's so funny because you could talk to any quantum leap fan and they're like oh the last episode ah you know <laughs> here come the floods of fanfic it would be like oh and there has been and it would be like joe stopping writing harry after half blood prince and yeah. not finishing mm-hmm. it, it was hey just, there's no oh. camping at least <laughs> oh i like camping, camping i was kidding fun. I know. Trisha, you Welcome back, Trisha. Trisha? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> that is a fucking sound. Tell? <laughs> I'm going to have to take the She's just come in. through the quantum leap. <laughs> so you know what she's doing is she's rolling the stone yeah, yeah, over the entrance oh and then rolling it back. <laughs> that's That's the sound. <laughs> Ryan has a new sound effect. He got it in 38, which came out today, but it's not the right 38. He switched things up. And I see. There's a sound quite a bit like what Trisha just did, and he goes, wah, or something like that. So they've now <laughs> taken that clip with the sound with him reacting to it, and they're putting it in everything right now. It's just absolutely so funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Ryan oh, dear. And Jen did a Torchwood episode last night and he released it this afternoon and 
it's just classic. That was quick. It's just so much fun. He asked me if I wanted to podcast with him, Babylon 5. I said, you're going to do a whole season again. He says, yeah. I said, there's no way. I don't have the season four. It's been years since I've seen it. I get home at 8.30 my time, which is 9.30 your time. You'd be podcasting until three in the morning. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) There's just no way. Well, you can come in late. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Sorry. Portland. Yeah, you could always. in your airport for an hour, but I really want to be here. Hey, check it out. Will Wheaton's in town. Okay, I was like, what? what? Why are you in an airport now? That sounds love, really bad. I love Twitter. Portland, I am in your airport for an hour, but I really want to be in you. <laughs> That's just bad. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. It just caught my attention. I will behave now. Where was he? In Seattle? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Yesterday he was brewing beer wart with his son and apparently people had a conniption fit because he was brewing wart with his son and oh my god, you're doing it with a child and he's like, he's 22. Lay off, people. Yeah, this is his (laughs) stepson. People don't realize that Wesley Crusher is in his 40s now. I know. He's grown up. I do. He's on leverage all the time. Yeah, well... You know what I mean? Yes. Most people still see him as Wesley Crusher. Right. It was and funny. No. Yeah. It's, I mean. And you could tell he was really ticked and he was trying to not be rude about the whole thing. But anyhow, we're talking to Dumbledore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Yes, we are. Yes, absolutely. Al? What's, what does Ziggy say, Al? <laughs> <That's> Albus. <laughs> Maggie, in this case. <laughs> what's Maggie say, Albus? <laughs> <laughs> so we figured out that apparently Dumbledore is the one who opened this gateway and sent her. And Dumbledore in this time has no idea why. And they can't send her back. She'll just have to live through it. Yep. Dumbledore has sent her, but nobody knows why. And she thinks, okay, maybe I've already finished my task. Let's me go home. And they're like... We can't. We don't know how. And yeah. she says, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. She kind of breaks down. Yeah. She pretty much just storms out. Doesn't yeah. wait to hear what else they have to say. They apparently have more to say, but she doesn't want to hear it right now. Because right. he's looked around the school to see if he can find this gateway and send her back through that. But there's no sign of it. So right. It's this round circle and it's got seven jewels around the side and in the middle of it spins. <laughs> <laughs> And and you have to have some little guy with glasses yell, Chevron one. <laughs> <laughs> Encoded. <laughs> yep. Yay, Walter. <laughs> I love Walter. <laughs> I love Walter so much. <laughs> and Siler. Walter and Siler. Siler, the man with the big tools. Who is Richard Dean Anderson's stunt double in yeah. the entire series. So right. Siler's a good guy. It would be Stargate, Trisha. Ah, uh, yeah. That's why I don't know. <laughs> it took me that long to come up with the name. I knew what they were talking about, but I could not remember the name. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, Kingsley... Could double as Tilk, you know? It, <laughs> it would work. It would work. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't think there's really a Sam analog in this. No, no. Hermione. Hermione. <laughs> Hermione's Daniel, though. Oh, God. No, no. no. Hermione is Sam. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who they all would be, but it's fun. That is. 
could be completely different side characters. Dan- there's a, there's a bunch of Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs who are the Stargate people. Daniel would be like Colin Creevy. <laughs> he kind of, at the beginning he is. He totally is at the beginning, but toward the end, no. <laughs> oh, man. After control. <laughs> this is super sad. Really control like to start with. It's true. I never did actually have control. Anyhow, oh, come on. You know, right, think about runs it. Off. the Ministry of Magic is <laughs> underground <laughs> and a big dark thing, and so is the Stargate. Sort it's of. 52. Yes, but General I Hammond is that. much, much better than Cornelius Fudge. Yes, yeah, much better. Yes. Oh, Donna Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Sirius is trying to comfort Hermione. Uh, She's yeah. run off. And she says to him, you're such a good friend, which is really not what he wants to hear. But no, not at all. Oh, well. And then Remus shows up and finds Sirius with Hermione sobbing in his arms. And he's not very happy with his friend. He's angry. Not exactly. And he, he's pissed. You don't really want to tick off a werewolf, but apparently... Mm-hmm. And he says, you've done enough. And he takes her off. He offers to give them a ride back. And he says, I don't think so. We'll find our own way. Mm-hmm. Did he read the note? Yes, he did. Yeah. Okay. And at this point, Remus, he says, I know. I'll, you know, I'll clean up the mess myself. And, and Sirius is like, what does that mean? And he says, I've seen the way you look at her. And it just about killed you. It's just killed you that she prefers me over you. And Sirius is like, that's not right. That's not right. You've got it all wrong. And Remus is like, no, I don't. If you can't have her, You'd rather neither one of us has her. Sirius is saying, but I just want her to be happy. And Irma says, does she look happy? Just stay away from us. Angsty romance, the only kind I tolerate. (laughs) Strange person, you. (laughs) And so they go off to, is it off to the Leaky? Yeah. They go off to Leaky and spend the day there. Get a room. Waiting for the train. Because apparently Remus has connections. Yes. Yes. Although he gets caught in conversation with Tom. And she pretty much just falls asleep. She takes a shower and tries... Makes a robe out of her shirt. Has a little She's bit a talented of, witch. She is a talented witch. And so she tries to give him an explanation. Mm-hmm. And he takes out the note and says, Really? That was it? She says, Well, I had to come, but now that I have, I wish I hadn't. So she's both sorry and not sorry mm-hmm. at the same time. He's like, were you really just going to say goodbye to me with a note? And she's like, yeah, well, um. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's kind of the idea. He says, I know it's selfish, but I'm glad you're still here. I don't know what I would have done if you'd left. And she just breaks down and says, it killed me to leave you this morning. I don't want to hurt you. And he says, well, you did. <laughs> well, he doesn't really say that. Yep. But yeah. Good. You get the gist of it. Yeah. It's in the subtext. Mm-hmm. It's in but apparently the they're willing to keep going, even though she's kind of messed things up a bit, because yep. they just can't be without each other. Then he uh, basically forces her to sleep. The next chapter, we have him waking her up. She's like, mm-hmm. good morning. And he's like, well, good afternoon. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> But it's time to get up so they can get to the train. Yep. And she's feeling much better. And he brings up the newts and she's just like, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is um, not exactly ordinary Hermione, but works for this point. Yeah, well, it's, if you've ever pulled an all-nighter and then gone to bed and then woken up at like three o'clock, you're not really all that awake. 
Right. And this has kind of thrown her for a loop generally because, as she says, she didn't really expect to be here after they graduated. And now she has to figure out what she's going to do. Right. And he says, I kind of thought about it while you were sleeping. And I imagined how I would feel if I was in your place and I would do everything I could to get home to. And then he says, just promise me one thing. Don't ever run out on me in the middle of the night. Just let me know what you're doing. And she yeah. says, okay. And they kiss for a while and make the cab driver grin. Then they kiss some more and make James and Lily grin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of kissing going on. Serious sick. And Lily says, it looks like you guys had a great weekend. And they're sort of like, oh, not exactly. But <laughs> they don't let on. No. They get back to school and everybody kind of goes to sleep. But Remus says, I want to talk to you, Sirius. Sirius is like, okay. He apologizes I'm gonna get hit. for being a little out of line because he was worried about her. And Sirius says, no, I was the one that was out of line. And they cut mm-hmm. in. And then he says, you know, I, I know you're my best friend. I would never do anything to come between you two. I can't help it. Then he says, I didn't mean to fall in love with her, which is a surprise to Remus. Right. Because he, did, he didn't quite get that he that's just, how Sirius felt. He didn't realize Sirius was serious. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He says, does she know? And Sirius says, I don't think so. And then he wants to know if he's going to tell her. And he says, no. And he's not going to. She loves you. I never, ever had the chance. But Remus, of course, isn't believing that because if Sirius wants somebody, how could Remus ever possibly compete? I'm sorry, but this is turning into Hermione Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, everybody does seem to be in love with her, except for James. He's got his girl already. Yep. And Peter. Peter. Thank God. Oh, yeah, that's a different fic. I'm reading another Marauder I, fic in which, in which it's Remus and Peter who are in love with the girl. But, <laughs> and speaking of Peter, he's in bed. And this is the first time yes, he's, he's shown up back in the room since he let the uh, wolf out of the bag, shall we say? Yes. Ah! Very nice. <laughs> and we all want to kill him. All the podcasters here. We all want to kill him. Kill Peter. Poor Peter. Yes, I don't like him. <laughs> kill the rat. Kill the rat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Can we just give him some cheese and put him in a corner? If no one likes my singing. <laughs> it's very nice singing. It's wonderful. But James is forestalling them from doing anything to him. Yeah, because... they decide, they talk about it and decide that they want Hermione to go to Dumbledore and let him know what had happened. And Hermione says, I can't. And she refuses because she thinks he still has a chance to change. And if she kicks him out of school, that'll be it. Hermione is such an optimist in this spec. Yeah. Whereas in canon, she's the realist, and Carrie's generally the optimist, except when it comes to Rick and Malfoy in book six. Yeah. Well, Hermione's kind of taken Harry's place in this fic. You see that more later on in these chapters, actually. She ends up being kind of the general. I did that note that, yeah. Which is what Harry ends up doing. She's picked up on Dumbledore's way of doing things, you know, give everybody as many chances to change to the light as possible. Yeah. You know. She's just a friggin' Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that because that would insult the House of Hufflepuff. Uh, you don't like Hermione? I, I don't no know. Comment. Just acting like this, I don't know. Kat mm-hmm. said she's such the realist. I guess I just can't get that out of my head. And we have a little bit of a session with... Peter's point of view. He's going to meet Snape. He had some time at home as well, and he's... uh, Apparently in this universe, his mother likes to have him close, but doesn't actually pay attention to what he's doing, so he can do whatever he likes. 
and he's decided, you know, he's gathering information. He's gone. Now he's, he's gone thinking to- about how he's kind of come to this. Like, he just never managed to keep up in class the same way as the others and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, he's pretty much feeling sorry for himself. He, he blames Hermione for turning everyone against him. Mm-hmm. Which, since he doesn't know the extent of things, it does seem like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't blame him. Even though I no, want to tell him, but you can't blame him for... I am with you. And so he's gone to meet with Snape and Rudolphus and Bella. And they are like, so how'd your uh, vacation go? Were you able to pass on our information? And he's like, yeah, they were pleased with what I gave them. And they're like, you know, Bella's going to just kill him now. See, if Snape had just let her go, we wouldn't have had to worry about Peter. Apparently. (laughs) That's true. I know. I was I was rooting. I was rooting for Bella there. <laughs> he does have an interesting chain of thought, though. He has decided that Hermione is some sort of spy, and she's infiltrated the castle, and she's probably not even seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's going to make his former friends pay. And he has apparently turned over the map, which is another big point. Well, he's told him about the map. I don't think he's turned it over yet, but maybe. Yeah, I was wondering where that map was. He does say, I gave them the map, and with that map, the Dark Lord will be able to launch an assault on Hogwarts. Okay. I was thinking, because we're going to see him in a minute, I think it's in the next chapter, where he comes in right before the attack and goes up to the room and then disappears. And I thought maybe he'd gone up to the room to get the map at that point and taken it to him. It could be. It's phrased so it could be either he already has handed over the map or he's planning to. Yeah, it's At possible. any rate, for the next chapter, we sort of skip off of that again, back to sort of their normal life until they're interrupted by adventures. Yeah, it just seems to me that because it's a month and a half leading up to the newts, so it's a while before the attack happens. The map can't be gone that long. They'd have noticed it, even though they don't right. really. Yeah, you be right. Yeah, you would think. But they're well, distracted. Kind of like I mean, the twins, like I mean when the twins out. gave it to Harry. Okay. Cat then Trisha. I'm saying they're not like going gallivanting off to who knows where because they're studying, so it's not like they pull it out every day. And most of the places they go a lot, they know now, so they don't need it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. But either way, it doesn't matter too much to the story. I guess if we interview this author, we could ask her that if she happens to know. I think she's out of fandom at this point. She stopped mm-hmm. updating a while ago. Yeah, I think I sent her a no, message, but I don't know that for sure. She hasn't yeah. been on fanfiction.net since this was finished in, 2000, uh, in 2005, so yeah, I'd say it's been six years. <laughs> she's not around anymore. They're preparing for the newts, mm-hmm. and they're all convinced it's the most stress they've ever had, even though technically Hermione has probably been more stressed, but this is exam stress, so it matters yeah. more. So they've gone up... And they've been out studying. It's two o'clock in the morning. They're getting ready to go back. And James is like, we have to be up in five hours. And Hermione says, you can sleep in three days. <laughs> and she, yeah. she doesn't. I have had She's that. already forced them to study for several more hours than the rest of them would have. This is like college finals. She's woke up. It's still dark outside, so she doesn't think she's been asleep for very long. And she's not sure what woke her. She doesn't know if she was dreaming, but she's feeling uneasy. And she gets out of bed, and she kind of looks around, and she sees Peter... Sneaking into the common room. Sneaking into the common room and going up to the boys' room and disappearing. And she kind of goes back to bed, and almost immediately she's straight back up in her 
eyes are wide and alert. She's like, something's happened. There's a low boom that just kind of reverberates through the building. And she's like, okay, something's going on. And now everybody else is waking up too. And they're feeling that too. She and Lily sort of reassure all the girls, oh, it's probably just the boys playing pranks or something. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, right, of course. And she says, if it really is, I'm going to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they go down and no Peter. He's he's sleeping. He could sleep through a tornado. And she says, I don't think he's sleeping. I saw him a few minutes ago. And all of a sudden we've got a louder boom. And yeah, something is wrong. And they go upstairs. The Death Eaters are attacking. They figure it out. They figure, they, they leave actually. The five of them leave everybody else and they go to kind of figure it out. They realize it's coming from the Great Hall. And they, yeah, the, the Death Eaters are the Death coming. Eaters. So they race back to the tower and blow up the staircase. Yeah, that'll hold them for a minute and a half. And they tell everybody to shut up and they're going to shuttle them out through the tunnel and get as many of them into Hogsmeade as they can. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I I don't know why this is, but when Hermione suggested Honeydukes, all I heard was JFS. I want to go to the Honeydukes. And I'm just like, not the right time. Yeah. No, you really don't want to go there right now. Not really. <laughs> they go and she's the... kind of giving herself away to Lily a little bit because the guys are all looking at her and she's like, it's not in any book I've ever read. Hogwarts was never attacked. And Lily's like, what are you talking about? But... Yeah, this isn't how it was supposed to happen. And they go up to get the map and the cloak. And of course, the map and Peter are both gone, but they get the cloak. And she mm-hmm. becomes the general, General Hermione, and she sends yep. them out so she sends Lily. I thought it was a tribal warrior. Oh, all right. She becomes general tribal warrior, Lily, uh, Hermione. Hermione Sue. And it's sends, Hermione Sue. I'm telling you. Yeah. Save the day. Lily said, Lily's like, I don't want to. She's like, you're the head girl, so you have to save them. And she says. She's leading the younger students out. James is off to the headmaster's office to tell the portraits what's going on. Dumbledore. They, they use their brooms, which is smart. It's all that arm waving he's doing. Oh, I'm really George. <laughs> Hermione and Sirius. And Remus are all going to be together, and they get them all down into the tunnel, and Sirius reductos the witch so that they can't follow, mm-hmm. and they realize somebody's coming, and they take off, and they can hear voices, and the, the voice is like, she's heading north, she just went around that corner, and they know that they're looking for her, and they take off. Mm-hmm. And they also know that they've got the maps, so... Mm-hmm. And Hermione's feeling guilty because obviously something that she's done has changed the fact that they're now attacking Hogwarts. All I gotta say is emo, Hermione. Oh, She's being hairy. <laughs> she's guilty. Yeah, I know. She tells everyone it's, it's what really to do. She is. Yep. She's being hairy. So they lock themselves into a room, which is great. Now that they're locked in, how you know. But the boys say, oh, we've got an idea. And they accio the brooms and... They almost make it, but... I see you. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And (laughs) they uh, almost make it out, but the Death Eaters break in and get to Hermione before the two boys on the brooms can get her out. And so then they fly back in on the brooms, and that's chaos. Sirius gets his arm broken and falls off his broom, and then the wall gets exploded, and... 
falls on top of Remus and Hermione. And that would be a good point to end the podcast just because it's a cliffhanger, but we've got 10 more chapters. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we've been doing this two and a half hours. Oh, my dear. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Poor Tricia. Uh, I've been up since five. You can go to bed whenever you'd like, dear. One more chapter. Okay. Okay. So the Death Eaters are now fighting with each other because they weren't supposed to smash Hermione. Indian bird! (laughs) And, well, actually, they weren't supposed to hurt anybody. And all of a sudden, they grab their arms and they take off. And Sirius is like, uh, what was that? (laughs) You know? We, of course, know what's going on. And he wakes up Sirius being the only one awake. It's his point of view. And so he wakes up Hermione, yes. We find out that Remus has a very badly broken leg. They decide that they're better off just to leave him unconscious and see what they can do. They're going to go find help. They take off and she's got cracked ribs. He's still got a broken arm. And they're sneaking along and then they get to overhear another conversation. I have to jump in here because the spell, and I just found this out last week, Enervate. Mm-hmm. Enervate actually means to cause someone to feel drained of energy, not the opposite. Hmm. It's actually been changed in later editions of the books. It's now Renervate. Yeah, which is exactly to sure restore. That's supposed to make but sense, but... Innervate is the wrong way. It was like, um, you're supposed to feel drain of energy, but that's the spell I use to wake people up. Uh, I think there's something wrong with this. Yeah. It is a better word, though. It sounds better. Yeah. But yes, that is a good point. Uh, renovate. We'll just renovate people. Well, the opposite of it would be... Um, you just going to remake them, Tricia? Yeah, we'll just remake them. And and Scott get in homes on homes. Innervate, innervate instead of e n e n e r v a t e. That is to drain somebody. But innervate i n n e r v a t e is to fill them with energy. So I'm wondering okay. if it has to do with a mispronunciation, and that's where it came from. That makes sense. Because innervate means to stimulate. It's Sorry. Latin with Kelly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yay. Oh, it's classic. No, it's good. Yeah, it was it's, one, it's, it was one of it those things where it was the spelling. It had to do with the SAT and how people have to know all these weird words that nobody ever uses anymore for the SAT. And that was one of them. And I was like, wait a minute, that's backwards. No, it's not. It's the way I knew it was backwards. And I love that they run into the two Death Eaters who don't know what's going on. So they have to keep asking each other questions. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? The girl's still in the castle. We can't be sure. The boy destroyed the map. Oh, but she wasn't in Hogsmeade. How do we know those kids are... Yeah. <laughs> and they just keep going back and forth. The little Pettigrew boy is left just a happy way to find things out. To believe that she might be help. more than a I know we do. Sorry. Alex just let himself in. I love my new kitty door. Ah. Hello, Alex. I it. <laughs> Hi, Alex. I thought Mom was coming in. Hello, Alex. Mom is a little taller. Yeah, well, and I could... Come on, they get to... Go ahead, Trisha. Oh, I just forgot. Okay, they figured out all the... They got Lily and James, and they have all the Gryffindors down in Hogsmeade, so they have to go to Madame Pumphrey to fix themselves up. I love what they think about Madame Pumphrey, what they do there. And what do they get do? Get the Skeletor. They get the Skeletor and pop it in and drink it. I was like, 
Oh, I'm like, don't you think you should, um, like, kind of, like, put it everything in place, then drink the Skellig Girl? <laughs> well, that would make sense. Come on. Well, they do it with Raven, but apparently it just, their, their injuries pop, aren't Skellig Girl just pops everything back in place, too. Ugh. Yeah, and it's supposed to be actually regrowing your bones. Yeah. I, None of I them just, I just like, I out. think we ought to invite Remus to, to join Trisha. Yeah, that's true. There you are. What? Yeah. You totally went silent on my end. I'm like, <laughs> it was like, blah, blah, where'd blah, blah. she go? <laughs> it you is dropped out half of <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I just, I did, my favorite line is, I think we ought to invite Remus to join the fun. Oh, yeah. I guess. She, jumped, she nodded and jumped up. I have it's to point out, because I don't know who knows about this, during this time period, probably a little before, because the prophecy had just come out, people were obsessed with Born to Those Who Have Thrice Defied Him. So there were all these fan fictions out there that had James and Lily face-to-face with Voldemort three times so that they could fulfill that part of the problem. And, and Frank and Alice, of course, had to do it three times as well, so it was between those two. And yep. I, I, I found it very nice to reread yeah, this. But, and be like, but boarding him could mean locking the door in his face or something, you know? No, no I, I mean, it, it's totally, like, people so overanalyzed the prophecy when it first came out that people were reading way too far. And she said, you guys read way too far into the prophecy. It basically meant that one has to kill the other. Other moments I just thought were terrific. I thought the final I battle... I lost over prophecy. I can't read prophecies. They bore okay, me. But those are somewhat important. But they talk about them after. Like, you don't have to read the actual... I guess it's the lyrical part of prophecy. Did you read like. the prophecy in the canon? No. Did you know how it was in the end when you got there? Were you surprised? I mean, they talk about it, so I knew it was one dies or the other. Because the prophecy itself never made sense to me in the canon. I still... People tell me that prophecy all the time. I'm like, I don't get it. It makes absolutely no logical sense to me. Did you read the prophecy in the canon? No. What does it mean one can't live while the... Wait, you say the line to Birmingham. Neither, Neither can live while, while the other survives. survives. What does that mean? How does that mean one has to kill the other? Neither can live while Mike's the other getting survives. very upset over here about the prophecy. Are you listening to this? Aren't they alive right now? Clearly they could both be alive while the others are living. I mean, they're doing it right this second as the prophecy's being spoken. The whole they thing, can't have, have their full life that they'd want. Voldemort can't take over the whole world if Harry's around. Harry can't live with no one attacking him Mike, every June. Kind of, Mike, around. it's kind of like, you know, Air America and Rush Limbaugh. One of them must go for the other to be happy. Oh, that, that's, that, that really means one has to kill. I mean, ah, it's, it's kind of like it's one of those, this happens with all prophecies. They only make logical sense after it's over. And then you can look back and go, oh, I see. It. Metaphysically, you can't be happy and complete unless it kills the other. But, I mean, like, if you actually read it word for word, who says, who reads those exact words and knows that has to mean you have to kill the other one? It didn't say anything about killing. It just says, neither can... Well, I, I forget the line, right? But whatever it is, it means, like, it never actually... He said, they're both living right then, so clearly there's something contradictory going on. Yeah, the prophecy as a whole is a little weird and doesn't quite make sense. Maybe that whole neither thing has something to do with them both being horcruxes of each other, which none of us knew until the end. Horcruxes uh, muddy everything. So, you know, the prophecy doesn't even matter in the end. It's pointless. No, the only reason that prophecy mattered at all was that Voldemort believed it and kept attacking people because of it. Yes. <laughs> so really, it could have meant anything you wanted to. That's like, right, Mike. It could have meant anything in the world. Like, give me the, I forget the line. Give me the line again. Neither can live line. while the other survives. It, I, I, 
Oh, it pisses me off. So it right, makes no sense. The whole killing thing comes from the beginning, you know which what? is Scott, the Scott, one Scott, who can Scott, vanquish Scott. the Dark Lord is coming, etc., etc. Yeah, let, let's vanquish, let's kill. You know. Scott, I have an idea. Let's go with this. Mike, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You are right. You have found a it massive no plot sense, hole. Really, it's a weird the little wind out of my cell. The whole thing just didn't mean anything. Did you read the prophecy in the canon? No. I wish that we had heard the entire prophecy during for the movie. Mm-hmm. They had time. Yeah, yeah they could have added, not added things to it, maybe just did that. Well, and it was, you know, the one to defeat the Dark Lord is coming. He is born as the seventh month dies to those who have thrice defied the Dark Lord. Come on, we needed more of the prophecy. Because when Harry got out of it, when he was talking to Dumbledore, it was more than we heard. I don't actually remember what they did in the movie, so I just filled it in properly, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it was weird. we get it a lot because it's on ABC Family and it's on HBO and things like that. I've probably seen Order of the Phoenix more than I've seen any of the other ones put together. It was kind of this nice nostalgic thing going, reading this again after, I mean, I haven't read this in years. I've loved it, but I, I haven't read it in years in its entirety. And having, like, you know, Lily and James must actively thrice to five Voldemort in order to fulfill this prophecy... It's it's kind of funny and just nice and fun to hear it again. See, actually, we're going to find out that James and Lily aren't Harry's parents. It's really Remus and Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yes, and we got the black character guys from cosmetics. Let's get back to the story. <laughs> right, from, from, from Remus. <laughs> Remus' great-great-grandfather yep. had the same coloration, right? Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Must be. So they rush back uh, he... to Remus. I'm jumping in now. They rush back to Remus mm-hmm. and they give him some skeleton. They split him up and wake him up. And... and we have to hurry. They've got James and Lily and the rest of the Gryffindors. We've got to go help. And he's like, what about the teachers? We don't know where they are. Where's Dumbledore? I don't know. He's gone. And Remus like, that can't be. He'd never abandon us. And they're like, yeah, we don't think so either. But we've got to go rescue these people. And... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hermione Granger, I assume. <laughs> I presume. It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. You are not in the jungles of Africa. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. It'd be hotter. Uh, are you sure? Maybe, that, might be. maybe that's where they went. <laughs> yeah. That's where they went swimming. Mm, that's not where they yeah. are. That's where I am. <laughs> Yep. And he's been torturing, old Voldy Shorts has been torturing Lily and probably Lily. James. Sirius whips out his wand and points it at Voldemort. Next thing she knows, Sirius is thrown off his feet. Remus grabs her and pulls her behind him. He's going to save her. You that know. doesn't work. No, not so much. They, nope. they all get Petrificus Totalist, I think. Mm-hmm. Death Eaters pick up her mic and holler on out. And we're not even stopping there. We're gonna keep going. Gonna keep going. And she's... Oh, ooh. you guys are gonna keep going, but I'm not keeping going. <laughs> Good night, Trisha. Alright. Thank you. Good night, Trisha. Good night. I'm Good tired. Night, Trisha. I'm I don't blame you. Sweet dreams. When do you get we're your We're gonna try to do this early if we're gonna do this many chapters, huh? Yeah. Well, I tried, and nobody shows up when I try to do it earlier. I was here. <laughs> That's true. 
I was there. here, but I just didn't have my. I wasn't at my computer. I was at work and as usual. Scott was on a phone call, so we'll try. But yeah, thanks for okay. joining. Well, us. when we oh, do my favorite fic. I want to be there for the whole entire thing. Okay. So. We'll there might not be quite as many okay. chapters Good night, of all. time for that one. Isn't your Good favorite well. fic of yeah. one shot, Tricia? Which mm, that's one oh, shot no, you're talking other, about novel. Shifts or Shades or one of those. Whichever shades, one we're yeah. doing. <laughs> Whichever one we're doing. Yeah. Oh. Sounds good. Oh, okay. Good night. Good night. See you guys later. Bye. How do I turn myself off? Stay cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in pants right now. But, all right. Good night. Stay cool, Maybe. everyone. Bye. Maybe. So chapters... Tw- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's still there. <laughs> I'm still on. <laughs> I can't figure out how to turn myself off. Someone hang up on me. I'm working on it. Oops, you got it. So chapter 27 starts with a sunrise. Mm-hmm. But it's not helping much because they're still surrounded by Death Eaters. But fortunately, who should come out of the sunrise but... Do-do-do-do! Dumbledore! <laughs> on his white steed. Oh, no, wait. Wrong story. That's a different wizard. It still works, but, you know. <laughs> yep. And, and he says, he's... you're outnumbered, Tom. It's over. Release my student. She's not your student. Oh, yes, she is. She's completely innocent. Don't make any mistakes. Apparently, James has managed to get hold of her and take her back to Honeydukes. I'm not entirely sure how Enervate is supposed to counteract the body bind, but I guess it works. <laughs> Again... <laughs> supposed to stimulate the nerves. They make sure that they're each okay and... Sirius and Lily are out and Remus is taking care of them. And they're all just so afraid. McGonagall comes and sends them back to the castle and... Oh, I see the problem. Well, Lily's really out of it because Voldy used Cruciatus on her. Yeah. yeah. Sirius just got his head slammed against a wall. Yeah, that's right. There's nothing in there anyway. Alex! <laughs> I just realized I've been on mute for the past five minutes. Oh, well, see, that's Good what happens you. when you leave. Hang on, I have to go rescue something. Okay. Happens to all of us once in a while. Yes, it does. Seems to be a Pope tradition, the mute thing. Yes. I'm actually using the infamous USB headset mm-hmm. instead uh, of the plug-in one. Is that a problem? I think this is the same type that Brian had everybody buy at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, okay. I have a USB one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Sorry, he got into the cat treats and he was making all kinds of noise. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Um, well, we couldn't hear it from here, but probably good you dealt with it anyway. You'll be happy to know that the room has now cooled down to 81 degrees. Nice. Ooh. Yay. God, hot in here. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, where's my coat? I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I at least am warm, which is probably not that warm. Because I have my door closed and my window closed. Well, oh, I just know opened what my window a little while ago. But... Uh oh, I dropped you. Oh no. I feel yeah. so funky. Funky? I feel so funky. Funky, funky? Okay, where were we? Lily we were... just woke up. Yes. And she really wants to know what's going on with Hermione, as well as being hurt everywhere. Yes. And I- I'm sorry, if my boyfriend said don't try to talk, I would be like, what? No, no, I need to know answers now. Well, yeah, but she's kind of out of it. Out of it? She just yeah, fell asleep. I, I, <laughs> I get that, but at the same time, that like that would piss me off. It's true. But McGonagall comes in, and she's fetching them back to the castle, and Dumbledore wants to have a word with them. Password is lemon drops again. Of course. Although, if you were going British canon, it would be sherbet lemons, but oh well. 
<laughs> That's down to the publishers, not to the fic writers. Yeah. And we find out that a few people were hurt, but nobody was killed. And Lucky. Yeah. We find out that we need to know some things about the gateway. And Hermione says, I don't want to know. I've done everything I can to help. Isn't that enough for you? He says, yeah, but you need to know everything, even if you're afraid to hear it. Because apparently it is going to show up at some point once she's done whatever her task is. Mm -hmm. And if that's late enough, she might decide she wants to stay in the past rather than going back to her time. Because if you go through again, you just live as though everything you've changed has always been your life. Right. She won't remember her first life or having gone back or anything. Which, of course, changes quite a few things so she can choose to just stay so yes it will be interesting to see how that plays out mm-hmm. that was a big size kelly <sighs> sorry <laughs> that's okay i'm over here yawning i don't know why i haven't i haven't eaten dinner yet so oh well goodness yeah it's quarter to 11 and i haven't eaten dinner yet so put us on mute and go eat yeah, go eat. Could survive Jen having Chinese. It could survive you having dinner. Oh, that's true. We could have utensil noises in the podcast. It worked for dinner with Kayla. Yeah. Probably be like hamburger munching sounds. <laughs> Except right now I have a dog standing on me. Of course you do. Lily. Hi, Lily. How are you? Poor Lily. I'm She's fine. pretty hot, too. Yeah. You just got licked. Thank you. How nice for us. And now you're getting headbutted. <laughs> and we find out that what happened to James is he went into the office and told all the portraits, and then Voldemort came into the office with the map. Yep. Fortunately, I guess he wasn't looking at the office's part of the map, or he didn't notice James was there, so James had a chance to shoot a fire spell at it. Incendio! Yeah, he says it was a real wrench doing it, and then of course they grab him and they haul him off to Honeydukes. Uh, so I guess yeah. we'll have to hope that Hermione changes enough that Harry doesn't need the map, because mm. no map now. Yeah. We find out that Lily's one tough cookie, because she got crucioed quite a bit, and she wouldn't tell him a thing. She was defying him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Madame Pomfrey sends them off to bed, because she doesn't have room in the infirmary, but they should sleep. Yeah. So they go off, and Hermione just follows Remus up to his room. I, I did... I did love that, like, the recommended dose of Skelligrove, you remember from book two, is a spoonful, and they took half a bottle, so they potentially have OD'd on Skelligrove, and she's like, we're going to let you go off unmonitored, go ahead, go sleep. You could, no, you could die in the middle of that. Yeah, I don't think they told yeah. her. <laughs> it would be interesting if that actually had effects, like, I can imagine them, <laughs> you know, in two months, somebody slips and breaks an arm, and then it just grows back right then. <laughs> oh. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Either that or their bones are so hard that you get hit by a They're bludger wolverine. and it doesn't do anything. They're wolverine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the interesting thing is in canon, that was what Ron thought happened to Hagrid. He just had too much Skelligro when he right. was young and his bones grew too much. <laughs> That's right. So he could end up with half giant Hermione or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's growing taller and taller and taller. Oh my, it's like an Alice in Wonderland thing. Yep. The week following the attack was very chaotic and all the exams except the Owls and Newts get cancelled. Parents are coming to take their little kiddos home because Hogwarts is no longer safe. Everyone's getting home.
homeschooled next year. And of course, Peter was named as a suspect, but he's disappeared. And all the Slytherins that Hermione knew that were Death Eaters were found in their common room stunned. And they all said that they refused to join the assault and were attacked. But Mm. we don't really believe them. And they're Mm. going to form the Order of the Phoenix a little early. Yeah. Yep. It's time. Yay! And the, I like that they're kind of going through the list and trying to figure out who they should pick. We've got the Longbottoms and Marlene yeah. McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Can, can we stop her? We, yeah. we forgot to note, last chapter, the author said 27 is the end of part one. Okay. So we, we are quote-unquote officially halfway through the story. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> As she planned it. So not exactly, but it yeah. would have been halfway. Mm-hmm. It would have been. All right, so continue. We're going through lists of people. I'm not sure Hermione really knows what she's doing, (laughs) but she vetoes Arthur Weasley and Molly joining up with the Order because she wants to make sure they don't get hurt. Right. She wants to make sure that Ron gets born. Well, I mean... are not so sure about this because what's wrong with our sister? To be fair, they didn't... I mean, it lines up with canon, but they didn't join the Order. Right. Didn't they? I thought they were. They didn't join the Order the first time around. The generic fandom acceptance is that Dumbledore refused to let them because they had four young kids. Okay. But in this case, it's Hermione who's making that argument. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that Dumbledore kind of pulls her aside and says, do we need to worry about Arthur Weasley or his wife? And she's like, no, no, they'd never join Voldemort. I'm just they're, trying they're to protect great people. them. Just, uh, yeah. They're not supposed to be in the order right now. I'm not going to change this. Okay. And he leaves her and that's good. And he'll try and calm Gideon and Fabian down. Then the kids take the park key back to the Potter's house. Because they're all going to be staying there for a while. Well, they figure it out. Except for Remus, who's supposedly taken a job at a potions place. And Hermione's going to be staying at the Potter's, but she's working with Dumbledore, so she's going to be going back and forth to the castle. And he's supposed to be Hogwarts first PA. We know the word, supposedly. Because we find out in a couple of the chapters that it really is not true. But that, we'll get to that. So, James has a dirty mind. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Where was this now? I well, I'm, I... I'm, we're, we're, oh, okay. We don't, we, if we L- can yeah, go back. Lily's signing a lease on her own place, and Sirius has got his own place. James is approving of Lily having her own place. Because James has a dirty mind. Yes. Uh-huh. Remus and Hermione are going to take a walk. It's getting Find harder themselves a nice to tree. stop when they start snogging. Mm-hmm. And he says he'll visit as often as he can, but he's going off to his job. Yeah, he promises he'll be there the next weekend. Yep. And this is a little bit meta, but it's interesting reading the author's note, too, because we're just getting into the start of the big theory about whether Peter's silver hand will be involved in Remus's death. It's kind of fun reading that, because you're like, yeah, I remember doing that. It also dates this fic, because she gives kudos to the lexicon. <laughs> yes. And then... Oh. We're on to chapter 29. Yep. And... 11 down, 6 to go. The Melinda Leo opening. Instead of Ginny, it's Remus. (laughs) Seeing Remus off to work, Mm -hmm. and he's going off away, everybody basically disperses to their new things. But first, Lily has something she wants to talk about. You're not really born in France, are you, Lily says? Uh, Not exactly. I took Cruciatus for you. The least you can do is tell me the truth. And so she does. And Lily actually takes it pretty well. And she says it's probably because she's muggle-born. They're used to being surprised a little more, which I thought was an interesting theory. I thought she was going to bring up reading sci-fi or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
it brings to light the whole Lily is a very different character than Hermione and so many things Lily and Hermione are exactly the same character and they have all you know and it's it's so annoying and I love when they make them two different people you know Hermione would have a ton of questions if somebody came up to her and told her that Oh, yeah. Lily just says, okay, I figure there's a lot you know that I probably shouldn't, so just we'll go with it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And Hermione's like, I've never had a girlfriend before. (laughs) Aw. Just my boys. This is nice. I've never heard Hermione refer to Ron and Harry as her boys. (laughs) Sounds a little odd. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, well, she hasn't seen them for a year now. That's true. So we have the crew moving Sirius into his new flat, and they've been there for a while, and James and Lily decide to go get some food, and Hermione and Sirius are still on packing. And, and then the neighbor the comes sudden, over. Yeah, there's a knock, and it's the neighbor. Ready for school days? Oh, Kimmy, how could you just barge into people's houses? Don't you ever knock first? I looked in the window. Nobody was in their underwear. <laughs> When you're in your underwear, I knock. Laura. Neighbor. And he totally forgets all about Hermione. And she's like, uh, I guess I'll just finish unpacking then. <laughs> and she's a little jealous, even though she's told herself before that she's only worried about Remus. I love that when Laura comes in, she's like, wow, your place is much bigger than mine. I didn't know they came this big in the building. <laughs> and Hermione's like, uh, serious? What have you done? <laughs> There's a little magic going on there. Uh, just yep. a little. Well, he's a pureblood. How can he resist? He probably didn't even think about it. It's just a matter of course. Yep. And then we have James and Lily come back in and they're arguing because James is obliviated to muggle. <laughs> they have no idea Laura's in the house and Germany's trying to shut him up and yeah. Sirius has started talking really loudly on his tour of the house so that uh, Laura doesn't hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flat James is laughing hysterically. And he's like, it's just, well, leave it to you to get a girl in your apartment before you've even finished unpacking. We go back to the Potters, and apparently James has a letter. Yeah, because obliviated muggle. <clears throat> Oops. And his father. Yeah. Who, did they ever say what Mr. Potter did? He's an R. I think so. I'm not sure if it says or not. It might. I think we covered that last week, or two weeks ago, because of Fourth of July weekend. But anyway. James is feeling like Trisha, because I'm never going to butt it to my kid's life constantly. And Hermione says, well, knowing your kid, you probably will want to. (laughs) (laughs) You probably need to. Then she gets an owl. She goes into a room and she gets an owl from Remus and she's all excited and it's basically, hi, hope everything's good. I'm really busy and I'm not going to make it. I love you and I miss you. And yeah, she's just crushed. And she tries Apparently. to, she starts to write a note back and says, you know, you promised to come twice and couldn't you just, but um, she doesn't get very far before she mm-hmm. decides not to. Yeah. So she ends up going to Sirius's flat. Not the greatest of ideas. No. And Laura's there. Yeah. Having dinner and wine. Making dinner and yeah. And you know, her money's like, he just left you here in his apartment while he went to go get wine? What's he thinking? <laughs> Face palm. <laughs> Whoops. Mm-hmm. And how did you get in? I didn't hear the doorbell. I have a key. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <clears throat> He comes back and he invites her to stay for dinner and she's like, yeah, no, 
thanks, anyhow. Mm-hmm. She says, I'll come back tomorrow. And she hurries out. Yeah. And James and Sirius have a conversation about all of this and how he really needs to let go of this thing with Hermione because he knows it's not going to work out well. And mm-hmm. Sirius doesn't take that terribly well. And then it comes up that he's meeting her tomorrow. And James is like, there's See? no talking to you. <laughs> See? Yep. And I love the author's note on this one. <laughs> I'll be very disappointed if Remus dies. Uh-huh. Poor author. Poor author. That's right. Hermione shows get up down. and they go to dinner. I'll get down. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you hear me? I'm yes. sorry. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. So I was quiet until just then. I, hit, I yeah. leaned on the butt. I'm sorry. I'm doing something that I said I would never do. Which is? I'm eating crackers in bed. <laughs> well, you have a dog. She'll clean up for you. Yeah, my unmade bed so, that everything's all over the place on. You so we've are had not Kat being on mute when she didn't want to be, and you being off mute when you didn't want to be. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Get down. <laughs> it's fine. It's Big Weekly. Uh huh. It's like I think it's the one that just got released. I can't remember now because I've been editing so many. They run together. But at one point, Kelly, you're watching the game and you hit mute and you scream so loudly that we can hear you through the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all laughing hysterically when you come back in and you're like, what? And we're like, we heard you. And you're like, how did you hear us? And you mute and yell several more times and we never, ever hear you. So it was just like this total fluke. And it is really low, but it's so funny because you're just like, but wait a minute. <laughs> I muted. Weirdness. And then later we yell again because they win the game. But we wouldn't be us without the sports and... I just sang in your ear and you didn't hear me, so that's good. That's good. But I like your singing. Yay. So Hermione comes back and asks him about the date. And Sirius is like, it's not a date. Not a date. It's just dinner. He's been having to say that to everybody. So they go out for burgers. And they have drinks. It's a date. It's a date. It's a date. Yeah, really. They go back and get out the wine from the not date the day before. Well, Hermione gets drunk, basically. Yes, very. Very drunk. And ends up spending the night because she's too drunk to leave. Yep. Yes. And he's like, morning. And she says, uh. Well, what chapter are you on? 30. 30, midway through 30. And then, of course, she gets back to the Potters and they're like, you spent the night at Sirius's? Or no, does does James show up there? Yeah, James shows up at Sirius's place because he's worried and hasn't seen her and there she is. Yeah, she's having a shower and she's just come out because she woke up fairly hungover and so she took a hot shower and he's making her breakfast and she's in a robe. And And James (laughs) James makes the wrong assumption. Whoa, my parents are worried sick because you didn't come home and then he goes after Sirius. I can't believe you did this. Sirius is like, calm down. She just got drunk and she slept here. Sirius then gets He's mad. like, still, what would Remus think if, mm-hmm. even if nothing happened? She still spent the night at her house, you know, apartment. Whatever. And then Hermione goes back to the Potters and apologizes and they rush to the day and they decide that they're going to go see Remus because he keeps canceling on seeing them and he's not showing up for order meetings. And they confront Mrs. Lupin and according to her, he's not living there right now. No. He's the... found a job in an apartment somewhere else. Hermione's just crushed. Yeah, Hermione's devastated. And Mrs. Lupin refuses to tell where he is because obviously he must have a reason if he hasn't told her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go terribly well. No. Why would he lie to me? And Hermione disappears. And James feels guilty. And seriously, 
you know, let me know if she doesn't show up tonight. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so next chapter, we switch to Remus, mm -hmm. and we find out he's been working as a stock boy in two different groceries. Timmons comes in, and he's like, I have things to do. I've got a date. Can you cover for me? And Remus is like, no, I can't. I have to sleep, and I really want to see my girlfriend. And there's also the full moon, but he doesn't say that out loud. Yeah. And Timmons doesn't really take no for an answer. And Remus well, wants the money. Well, he says the magic word that every college student knows, and that's overtime. Because Remus is determined he's going to make enough money to support his family. He's not really thinking this through, but he's no. determined. No. Timmons has looked at the calendar and knows he has Sunday and Monday off because that's the full moon, but he can't tell him that. Mm -hmm. you know? And Hermione's at their tree near the lake in Hogwarts, and she just doesn't... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Does it know? This is one of the things that, well, it's happened a few in a few other chapters. I wonder if it might just be an uploading thing at fanfiction.net, but we keep going from scene to scene without a break, and it's a little bit distracting because Remus is emptying a box, and then suddenly Hermione's sitting under a tree, and you're like, oh, did she come? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I think it's the author's choice, because I've seen scene breaks on fanfiction.net, but sometimes fanfiction.net can mess it up. Yeah, and, you know, I have the text reader, so I don't get scene breaks anyhow. So it takes me a while to figure out where things are, but I'm mm -hmm. kind of used to it. It works well enough. You just have to devote that little bit of extra concentration. Hermione decided she's going to send extra Wolfsbane. You know what's funny? I noticed that. It's the fact that owls can find you anywhere. Why doesn't she just send an owl? Well, she does send an owl, she doesn't does. she? With the they can find spin. you anywhere, but they're not going to tell you where they found. Well, that's mm -hmm. true. Unless you Follow set your him. tracking charm on them or something. Give them a GPS anklet and send them off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. a little bit of anachronism there, you know. She sends the wolf Spain and says, I know you're busy, but I miss you. Can you come to me? If you can't, I'm going to show up at your house on Saturday. We'll spend time together before the full moon. So it took me a while to put this together, but I figured out that this was a letter that she started kind of yelling at him and redid as this. Right. And now he's kind of gone, oh, I better go see her because otherwise she's going to show up at my parents' house and find out that I'm not there. Yep. Too late. What? She already did. <laughs> she's still at Hogwarts and she doesn't want to go home. And so he apparates to Godric's Hollow and knocks and James is there and says, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up. And James is like, oh, your mom told you. And Remus like, I don't know what you mean. I came to see Hermione. What's going on? And he says, uh, not here. Yesterday we came to see you. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. They go up to try and find her and explain things and find her at Sirius's place again. Of course. <laughs> Without any pants on. Yeah. And Sirius's shirt. <laughs> Sirius's shirt, sleeping in Sirius's bed. He's on the couch, but they don't know that. Because he gets a hey, at least he's not wearing a towel. That's true. <laughs> well, see, that would be Charlie, not Sirius. Yes, that would be Charlie. Yeah, and at this point, it would be, it would be <laughs> Arthur and not Charlie. <laughs> yep. That's yes. true. Well, probably so Bill could wear a towel who's just, like, two, you know. <laughs> He'd be cute. No, Bill no, no. He wouldn't wear a towel. Bill's like Bill be doing the escape 
from the bathtub and run around the house naked. <laughs> that would be Bill at this age. His towel is his cape. I think Bill is six, Charlie's four, third young. Yeah, that's not right, because like the, the twins have been born. The twins mm-hmm. have been born. So they show up at Sirius's, and he bangs on the door, and Sirius is like, where have you been? And have you seen Hermione? Sirius is like, are you listening to me? James says, we're going to wake up the neighbors. And here comes Hermione wearing the t-shirt and nothing else. And Remus turns around and punches Sirius square in the face. This isn't where she's wearing the t-shirt, actually. She's still wearing her sweatpants and stuff. It's when McNair shows up that she's only wearing a (laughs) t-shirt. That's right. The problem is that she's wearing clothing that is obviously not hers. Right. Yeah, Yeah, she's just had a shower. And that's why he's... And, and that's why he's just totally lost it. Yep. yep. So we move to the next chapter, and Hermione's just like jaw dropped, standing there going, <laughs> What in the world? And she yells at Remus, and she runs over to Sirius and checks to make sure he's okay. Which probably doesn't help. He wants to know what the hell she's doing in those clothes. And she said, Sleeping? Wrong word to use. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Remus is just getting angry at her for being here, and she's angry at him for not having shown up anywhere, and just doesn't go well. Yeah. And James is like, oh. I think you two need to go and have a talk. And Hermione's like, yeah, I'm going to go get dressed. Fortunately, they're the rational ones of their groups, so they manage to calm down a little bit and actually do that, rather than tearing off somewhere else and causing another six chapters. And and, and by the way, I feel... In this, in this chapter, I feel horrible for Sirius's neighbors because I have had these neighbors. It is not fun to be woken up at three or four in the morning with people yelling, two floors up. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's thought of casting silencing charms, I'm pretty sure, because they're all... No. I, but, I mean, after about 10 minutes, people start calling 911, because that's what you do. Yeah, that'd be funny if that happened. <laughs> the police. <laughs> so, Remus goes outside to wait, and Sirius waits for Hermione, and he's like, stay. And she says, no, I have to go talk to Remus. And he's like, no, don't leave me. I love you. She says, he loves me, too. I'm he's here. Like, I've been here. I, I'm the one who's been here for you. He's been off wherever. Mm-hmm. But she goes to Dr. Remus anyway. Yeah. He gives her a big old kiss, and she's like, no, I have to go. I didn't realize how much you cared for me. I should have been more careful. I just want to hug mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So sad. Yeah, but yeah. poor Remus, Hermione too. needs a twin. No. No. You can't. No. Don't say poor Remus right now. He, he he lied to her. He did, but he had a good excuse in his own mind. Yeah, but it's it? not an actually good excuse. No, it's not. Well, and, they do figure that lied. out. Mm, no, yeah. he doesn't get to be poor Remus. He is most of the time poor Remus. Right now, he does not get to be poor Remus. It's poor serious right now. It's interesting that this sort of thing is coming up um, long before we ever saw Remus like this in Deathly Hallows, but there it is. So anyway, they do get to have their talk, and she says, I've been to your parents. I know you weren't there. What's going on? She says, there's not anything illegal. I'm just, I'm working in muggle food stores. Mm-hmm. She says, so what's wrong with that? But he wants to be working for wizards. This is his world. They won't give him a job. Because he's a werewolf. And he says, well, why do you need a job right away? Because he wants to prove he can provide for a family. She's rather shocked, but that was his question that got interrupted by Sirius on the motorbike, is whether she would live with him. Kind of interrupted quite thoroughly at that point. 
other things ensued. Then they discuss what's going to be going on between Hermione and Sirius. They discuss the fact that relationships are hard, surprise, surprise, and they take work. We read fan fiction all day that relationships are instant and everything clicks and you're all good, but it's a realistic thing that... I don't know which fan fiction you're reading, but the ones I read don't do that. <laughs> You don't read well, fan fiction where, where that's not live. The authors are all. No, I try to stay away I, from fan fiction like that. Well, I mean, I I don't really read these, but the majority of fan fictions are authors who have these idealized views on how relationships work. That's where the whole soulmate powers thing comes from. It doesn't work if they yeah. don't like each other. And Super soulmate I powers don't activate. Read the soulmate <laughs> powers activate fic either. <laughs> Although, apparently, in this fic, she's actually soulmates with Harry and Ron. It's just in a completely different way. Yeah. That's why they're having visions when she's drowning and all of that. Yeah, I, I didn't... Anyhow. <laughs> they managed Remus to reconcile. Asks her, and, Remus yeah. asks her to marry him. Oh! Ah, yeah. oh, mushy, 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 mushy. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> Let's oh, kiss. And, Let's go home. <laughs> and she really doesn't like his apartment because it's kind of a dump. It's a boarding house. They'll work that out. It's a room. <laughs> it's a room. And he says, you know, there will be prejudices and all if you marry me. And she says, when? She's prepared for that, I guess, or thinks she is. I did like that. She's like, well, I've heard mud blood enough. She's determined she's not going to worry about Sirius. Nope. Thing is, she's just used to having boy best friends and she likes talking to him. But yeah. it's not the same talking to your boyfriend. And I can see I a little bit that for her, talking to James would just be weird because he looks so much like Harry, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, just the whole having guy friends. I have, I have a lot of guy friends, including you, Scott. You are one of my guy friends. I think it would be weird to have somebody who I someday may potentially want to marry somebody. It would be weird for them to be like, you can't have guy friends anymore because you're like romantically, you know, you might be cheating on me. And it would be very strange to be like, I can't have guy friends anymore? What is this? Which is kind of the mentality that Remus has made, but at the same time, she's had guy friends since she was 11 years old. And, and before and that, she didn't have any, so, yeah. Yeah, so she's learned to relate to guys better than she can relate to girls. But Remus is still being stubborn and not friends with Sirius because Sirius was being mean to him. So she, no, Sirius wasn't being mean to him. Sirius was horning in on his action. That's the whole yes. behind that. Because <laughs> we're cavemen. That's right. Well, so she's going to have to work on this, she decides. He doesn't want to force her to choose, but neither does he want to still be friends with Sirius at the moment. So, And he's going to have to find a ring at some point. He thinks she's doesn't particularly care, but she, she is going to, to have to clean up his room. <laughs> yeah, and Hermione yeah. says, you're, you're quitting your jobs, you can find something better than just stocking, we'll, we'll go to Dumbledore, and he'll, he'll help. And he doesn't want to have anything of that, because he doesn't want a charity. She says, well, I took a lot of help from Dumbledore, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I don't exist. And then instead of arguing, so, they have sex. Always a good solution, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but at least... They're going to work on these things a little later. So, so next we go off to Godric's Hollow. James and Lily are also engaged. She's got the ring. 
Hermione pulls Remus aside and says, maybe we shouldn't tell anybody right now so they can have their own sort of engagement day and remember that. Well, it's under girl code. It's kind of not good to squash somebody else's engagement day slash wedding day with really happy news like that of your own. Yeah, well, it it does kind of fall flat a little bit. It's like, hey, I'm getting engaged. Yeah, guess what? So am I. It's like like getting engaged at your best friend's wedding. You don't announce it at the wedding. It's not on the same level of as wearing white on somebody else's wedding day, but it's pretty close. But definitely having started this, knowing them, it's going to take a little while for her to work out of that spot. Yes. Keeping it quiet, which of course provides fodder for many more chapters of story, I guess. It does. <laughs> I can see this now. Are we going? Okay. Have sex on Halloween and nine <laughs> months later, <laughs> he'll have a little boy. <laughs> I don't think instructions like that are very helpful. <laughs> Probably will backfire on you. I always thought that, I can't say anything, damn it. I thought I always thought the story that we heard somewhere along the lines of somebody losing a bet and nine months exactly nine months later Harry was born. It was like I won the bet. <laughs> I think that was serious, actually. Who won the bet? <laughs> I know what oh, you boy. were doing. <laughs> uh-huh. But James does have oh. to interrupt them from snogging in the living room because it's dinner time. Yes, it is. And there are many toasts. And then Lily tells Hermione in the next chapter now how he proposed, which, of course, spawned the how did Ron propose in canon and how did George and how did Remus propose to Tonks. These are things I want to know. Well, you never know. Could find out. I'm not sure if that's the sort of thing she'll think of. (laughs) There'll be a whole chapter. Proposals of significant (laughs) men. I don't think it'll be quite like that, but it would it would be fun to know how James proposed to Lily and Cannon. And both Hermione and James are still trying to convince Remus to be friends with Sirius again, but it's not really working very well yet. Yep. And James has a soppy story about falling in love with Lily on the train, which as an eleven year old I rather doubt, but you know could have happened, but- I guess. It's been a common theme in fan fiction that it's love at first sight for the 11-year-old James Potter and Lily can't stand him for seven years till he wears her down. It reminds me of Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. She starts out with the guy she eventually marries is the one who keeps pulling her pigtails and she cracks a blackboard on his head. Not an entire blackboard, but, you know, hand to light. Spoiler for an entirely different series. Lily, do I look like a jungle gym? Of course. (laughs) Yes, mommy. I am not a jungle gym. You're very cute, but I am not a jungle gym. (laughs) Oh, I know I'm a jungle gym. Oh, and they also have to try and convince Remus to talk to his parents because they're not accepting of Hermione, and so he's huffy at them, and he's having a lot of troubles lately. He's not talking to a lot of people right now. (sighs) Eventually, we run into Sirius across the alley having ice cream with Laura or something. Oh, Laura. I think I I have met a couple people named Laura who just aren't very nice people, but every time I see the name Laura, I'm just like, I don't like you. You make me angry. (laughs) Uh, so I'm guessing that Laura in the fan fiction world to you is like what Megan is to me. Yeah, it's pretty much the Laura's of my high school life 
were pretty much bitches. And we didn't have any Megans in my high school life, but inserting the name Megan into a fanfic, I'm done with the fic. Yeah. I can't stand Megan. I just think it's association for me. I've known Laura's that I didn't like in real life, and it transfers over to my fanfiction life. You guys are reminding me of Archie Comics, of all things. Sorry. Oh, well. There's a um, there's some comic I can't remember what any of the titles were or whatever, but I guess Betty is tired of being in love with Archie and always being snubbed over, so she goes to the brainy one, Dylan or something like that, I believe is his name. Yeah. And he decides to use association therapy to rid her of her liking for Archie. So he'll show her a picture of Archie and a picture of a turnip, which she hates. And then he shows her a picture of Archie while she's eating turnip. And eventually she comes to love turnips instead of the other way. <laughs> and uh, it's just not working very well. I, they try several different things for that to work, and it just doesn't. People always ask me, do I like Betty or Veronica more? And I really hated both of them when I was reading the Archie comics. <laughs> I'm afraid that... I don't remember reading the Archie comics. I read them. I was more Betty? of a Garfield fan. I think I my them. brother did. I don't know why I, I got didn't into follow them. Oh, as I... They were coming out at any point, but at some point, I think I got a box of comics, and there were like five Archie comics and three Richie Rich comics and whatever from a grad sale or something. So we had like Tom and Jerry and Donald Duck and Lou Huey. You. Was it Louie, Huey, and Lou? No. Dewey. Huey, Louie, yeah. and Dewey. Yeah. Definitely. I remember some of those, too. Before I got my braces on, I loved Bazooka Gum. And they have Jughead Comics and Archie Comics on the Bazooka Rappers. Oh, okay. So I got into them that one, and then I started buying the comics. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's staring at me from yeah. across the room. <laughs> what? Are I have doing? no food. And she's staring at me. Her ears are up, but she's just... All I can see is her head. (laughs) (laughs) So where were we? Oh, yes. They were meeting up with Laura and Sirius across the street. Gee, maybe you could shed some light on this mysterious job of Sirius's. Oh, kind of boring, really. Just training stuff. (laughs) The awkward turtle has returned. Where does that come from? I have no idea where Awkward Turtle showed up. I don't know. For me, Awkward Turtle is a curriculum that we use at preschool. <laughs> it's not really Awkward Turtle. It's more when he gets really upset, he goes into his shell and he counts to five and he calms himself down before he hits somebody. I think Sirius Awkward. and Remus could use that. <laughs> Awkward Turtle started when I was in high school, so oh five ish You place both your hands on top of each other, palm down, and you spin your thumbs mm-hmm. like a turtle paddling, and you insert the turtle into any situation that's awkward. So you say, awkward turtle, and it's it, it's a silly high school thing we used to do, and it's stuck okay. very clearly. Okay, it's a Chicagoan thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> No, because, like, it's, I, I don't know, I, I run with weird people. I have I had a weird childhood. Please don't judge me out there in Missouri <laughs> land. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't do that in Missouri. Sorry. Okay. Oh, well. And I do like that Laura's apparently been thinking, half convincing herself that Sirius is a spy or something. 
And uh, he's trying to be all mysterious. He's like, I spoke with the professor the other day. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh. like, oh, yes, that's that's not going to make her suspicious at all. No, yep. not at all. He goes to the bathroom yeah. and Hermione follows him. And she's like, we haven't seen you in a month. Are you upset with me? And he's like, no, I was just giving you time. And she's like, you and Laura seem close. And he's like, yeah, we're just hanging out. He's kind of picked her up on the rebound, so... It really is a very awkward conversation. Trying to be all cheerful and friendly, and it's not working very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets angry at her for various Kissing things him. and says, Are you being honest with Remus about the fact that you kissed me? And she said, I didn't. Really? It was just happened. Mm-hmm. And she's fooling herself a little bit. But yeah. she resolves to ignore it again and goes back and sits with Remus. And they decide so they're going to go for a walk. And Remus and Hermione go home. Yeah. And Sirius finds out that they've moved in together. They're living together now. And this is where she is getting up and there's a knock at the door. And so she comes downstairs in her t-shirt thinking it's Lily coming mm-hmm. early to shop for the wedding. For the and it's yep. Walden McNair and some other guy. person. Oh my. Does Remus J. Lupin live here? Uh, no. <laughs> she lied. No, no. <laughs> He's, not, He's here. not here. They're like, well, we. But of course, to... he wanders downstairs to see what's keeping her and Lily, and and they arrest him. They've just passed decree number forty-seven. Hmm. Mm. I think Umbridge is involved in this somehow. Werewolf registration. Decree number 47. And apparently it's actually not legal because he's not a known threat, but they're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's extra legal. Because they want him. They want to so find he out goes, more about her. goes to tell Mr. Yeah. Potter because he'll know what to do. And they go off to Dumbledore's office. I really like what he does here, and I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere else. He writes letters to Albus and to Sirius, and he sends them through the flu. Mm-hmm. I, That's yeah. kind of a neat idea. I thought that was cool. I've seen before where they send change to pay for something through the flu. No, I've not seen that either. First time I've seen notes. It was in Dangerverse. It was. He was hiring a post owl, a short-range post owl, and the post office had a little funnel that picked up your money when you threw it through the fire. Okay. I've seen a lot of things go through the flow. I just have a question. Okay. A werewolf is not a half-breed. No, it's not. Lithamtrophy well, is a disease. It's not a, yes. it's not a breed. But they call them yeah, half-breeds, though. It's, it's the And then they say vampires, vampires are half-breeds, too, but they're not. And it's more like a disease as well. I mean, it, I yeah, can they're, they're the bigots. They don't have to make sense. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's anything that's partially animal in their view is a half-breed. We had a, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, there's a religion in India called Sikhism? Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? Sikh? I think so. Yes. Something and like that. They're having problems in the United States because a lot of them are being mistaken for Muslims. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of hatred toward Muslims who are blatantly Muslims in the United States. And mm-hmm. Sikhs wear turbans because they don't cut their hair mm-hmm. and they carry knives because it's part of their religion and we've actually had several that have been killed because stupid redneck americans think that they are muslim and that's what kind of reminds me of this mm-hmm. because you're grouping somebody in a larger group because of what they look like and what they're infected with it's like rounding up all the homosexuals because they might have aids mm-hmm. which is not you know, and AIDS is not just a, a, a gay disease like they thought back in 1980s. Um, right. It's universal. So, mm-hmm. sorry. 
tangent. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it, it's very relevant. interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting every time somebody brings up the, the judgmental express, basically, or we're going to separate people because it's very much reflected throughout history that every 20 years or so that there's another group that we're going to discriminate against because they're not like us and we don't we're not going to take the time to understand them and i love that jk rowling like transferred that over to the magical world seems to be human nature unfortunately yeah every generation we have to have a different target because of course we know better than the ones 20 years ago, but uh, really we don't. Oh, yeah, because 20 years ago it was the... Japanese. No. 20 years ago it was was the gay and lesbians. Mm -hmm. And 20 years before that... I would would say it's still the gay and lesbians. I don't think so. I think it's it's Muslim. I think it's Muslim more than anything. The former haven't entirely gone away, though. I think my bias is very skewed because I live in a Muslim neighborhood. I live two blocks from a mosque. I hear about it, but I don't see it as much. But living 10 blocks from Boys Town, which is Chicago's very gay-friendly neighborhood, you hear a lot of reports of gay bashing outside of there. It's probably just my bias going that it still exists, and I still have to give voice to the fact that gay bashing is just as alive today as it was 20 years ago, and I would not say that it's died. Well, that's that's the problem, is every generation we come up with a new one and try and shove the old ones under the rug, but we've never actually gotten over one of them yet. There is still discrimination against black people, and that's the furthest back that's, for a while that's now. That's 40, 60, yeah. 80 years ago, right. Yeah. There's still I mean, discrimination from... against the First Nations, and that was however many years ago yeah. now. Well, you know, you start, you have the 40s, it was the Japanese, and the 60s, it was the African Americans, and the 80s, it was the gays, and the the aughts, it's the Muslims, and, you know, who's next? Right. Yeah. But it really sold me, as I get older and, and moved away from children's books, Harry Potter was really sold on me that it transferred over, that humans are still humans, and we still, you know, even though we're, we're magical, we still discriminate against everyone who isn't like us. Well, I think the next group we need to discriminate against are the rednecks, so there's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) The idiots in in the society. That would be nice. We apologize to all rednecks who listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. To the idiots. Have Have another beer. Go ahead. Or tell your wife to go get you another beer. The problem there is there are people who qualify for certain aspects of the definition, depending on what you're going with, and not for others. Mm -hmm. There are perfectly smart, intelligent people who are still living out in the country and have their rifles and do whatever else. I'm related to rednecks. My family is from southern Missouri. Enough said. (laughs) So we're invading the ministry. Going through channels with Mr. Potter and Albus Dumbledore, because which is Mr. kind of nice Potter. that they actually have an adult who can go through and beat the ministry at their own game kind of thing, rather than just having to overthrow things or break somebody yeah. out or whatever. Mr. Potter is yeah. apparently a bamf. He's good to have around. He is. And apparently people have known that this Decree 47 is coming up and has been worked on for some time, and she's the only one in the dark. 
Right. Remus told them not to tell her about it because she'd just worry. And she's not terribly pleased about that. I wouldn't yeah. be either. I love Mr. Potter's kind of cowed the receptionist and she goes off to get information and she comes back and there's nothing. Yes, he's here. I'll see what, you know, he's being interrogated and Mr. Potter's like, what room? And she's like, number seven, but you can't go in there. And he's like, watch me. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. And Hermione wants to go too, and Sirius has to hold her back. You can't go in, you'll just make things worse. And what we find out is that decree number 47 means that you can't cohabitate or marry purebloods, which is fine with her because she's not, she's muggle-born. And then it, you find out that you can't breed either. You can't be serious! Of course I can. Yeah, actually, which he actually, gets, he does not make the joke. He doesn't joke, take the joke, so no, good for Fabulous! Him. He's he goes above it. Yeah, McNair really wants to have a word with the girl, and mm-hmm. nobody's gonna let. This him do is it. all really an excuse for that, of course, because she's the magical spy who knows all these interesting things mm-hmm. that the Dark Lord would be fascinated to hear. And they head out the door, and when they get to the main floor, it's just absolute chaos because there's all these witches and wizards, and they're being poked and pushed through, and you know. Mm-hmm. What's going on, Dad? It's the registration. It's very interesting to me how reminiscent this is of the Muggleborn registration in Deathly Hallows. Yeah, that's what I noticed. I had chills, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the Muggleborn registration, Deathly Hallows, is based on the registration of the Jews in Europe and the Japanese in the United States. Mm-hmm. During World War Two, And so they head to Hogwarts to discuss all this. And Mr. Potter has a talk with one of the goblins because they're alienating everybody. And, of course, here's the ministry thinking that they're being farsighted and they're just not. Because what they're doing is they're driving all of the people that they could be using as allies into Voldemort's hands. They don't see it, but that's exactly what they're doing. And they're chasing the worst, you know, the ones that could be the best allies or the worst enemies. And that's who they're chasing away. Dumbledore is trying to contact as many as possible. He's getting Hagrid back to go talk to the giants. And he tried to talk to the centaurs, but they're not talking to anybody. The centaurs are smart, though, Mm -hmm. because they know what Voldemort is up to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the centaurs are going, you're evil, but the ministry is being stupid, so we're going to be out of it totally. Right. We'll just disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Into the forbidden Basically, they figure, let them kill each other. What harm does it do us? Centaurs have also, throughout the Potter series, have been portrayed as not really tied down to earthly things. They're more concerned about astrology and what's to come rather than what's at the present. Well, they're like Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) Centaurs live in Switzerland, apparently. It could be the goblins, too. That's where you send your money. Oh, I don't know. The goblins are... Why would you yeah. want to piss off a goblin? I yeah, you lose all your money. I can see the ministry thinking, well, we'll just take over the bank. Yeah. Yeah. I can also see the goblins of having safeguards against that, and the ministry is not going to be able to do it. Oh, I'm sure yeah. there are plenty of safeguards against it. Yeah. We'll end up with the front wave of ministry people trapped in vaults. Old, ancient magic. And all they have to do is let a dragon off the chain, and they're really in trouble. They're toast. Toast. There you go. Indeed. <laughs> they uh, talk a little bit about how probably Voldemort sent McNair to pick up Remus because they wanted to find out more about Hermione, and that Dumbledore would really like the two of them to stay at Hogwarts indefinitely because... Apparently the bill itself was largely supported by people with connections to the Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Go fake the Malfoys a little strange. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and Remus is refusing to hide. Hermione's not sure this is a good time for that attitude, but yeah. not the right battle to fight at this point. No, mm-hmm. I like that they all troop upstairs, and Sirius is like, "They finally let girls up here, and I don't have one of my own." <laughs> I love that. Yeah. They- Poor guy. And on we are to the last chapter for this podcast. Yay! Yay! Hermione is running, and at first it looks like something horrible is going on, and then it turns out she and Remus are playing tag. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. And he's tickling her, and then, of course, we hear, Miss Granger, Mr. Lupin, what are you doing? <laughs> of all the teachers to walk by, <laughs> Professor McGonagall. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to miss them. You yeah. sound like what a I'm pair so- of rampaging hippogriffs. They don't have the map, so they didn't know anyone was here. McGonagall wants to talk to Albus, but he's not there, so she's going to leave a note. And I love Hermione. Hmm, maybe we should sneak in and see what's in the note. (laughs) Ron and Harry must have really rubbed off on me all those years ago. (laughs) The interesting thing there is that Hermione repeats McGonagall's line from the first book. The headmaster's been called away from Hogwarts. Is there anything I can help you with? And she's like, um... No, I'll leave him a note. (laughs) I guess she doesn't know about Hermione, so she's not going to be confiding in a student. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially since she's the deputy headmistress. Yeah, she should still know this. Apparently, James and Lily are going to get married. But first they have a conversation that amuses Hermione greatly because she's seeing the innuendo. We're going to do it. You're talking about the wedding, aren't you? (laughs) Yes, what else would I be talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Lloyd says that they were going to have a big wedding because that's what their parents wanted. And like all things that parents want, it got blown out of proportion. And they were trying to have the wedding next summer. But everyone's kind of on edge and they don't know how long anyone's going to last. So she wants to do it next week. And Hermione is invited to be the maid of honor. I love how Hermione says that that might be doable because getting a wedding together in a week is like impossible. Yeah, but they have got magic. That's true. And also, I don't suppose Hermione has much experience with weddings. No, and neither did Lily. And so they really want to try and make sure Sirius will stand in the same room with Remus and nothing untoward will happen. (laughs) Right. So Hermione's going to work on Remus about that, but there hopefully won't be any problems. Lily's just a little bit shocked by herself because she's kind of realized that she's going to be married Mm -hmm. in a week. week. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. What's going to happen? They'll figure it out. Yes, they will. I've taken off somebody's jingles and I'm tormenting her with them. That's mean of you. And she's like, what are these things? I've never chewed on these before. They're usually (laughs) around her neck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Apparently it's a nice ceremony. Nothing untoward happens. Hermione's kind of a little nostalgic for her proper time, but there's not much she can do. So she's working on reports for Dumbledore. Yes. All that sort of thing. And TPS reports. Yeah. <laughs> Just dang TPS reports. Remus comes in and he says, Hermione. And she's like, just a minute. I need to finish this thought. And he's like, no, Hermione. And she looks up. He looks like he's been crying. And all of a sudden she's like, all freaked out. Now, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You'll have to remind me of this. Now, Fabian and Gideon, mm-hmm. we know, are Molly's brothers. Right. Yes. They are in this. We know at least that they're close relatives, and okay. she no, decided we... it was better for them to be 
brothers than cousins or something? No, no, we know they're brothers. Okay, that did come out afterwards. At the point that she wrote this, she didn't know yes. for sure. I don't think Fred and George have been born yet. Yes, they, they have. They have? But only just. I was going to say, I thought that she lost Fabian and Gideon before the twins were born, and that's why they were named after her brothers. Canon, yes. Okay. In this story, no. Okay, I just wanted to check. J.K. Rowling has said multiple times that she's not good at math, and I, I'm currently in the works of Yeah, we can tell. Orion is not in the sky in May when the newts are and the owls are being administered. <laughs> not, not even just like years and stuff. I'm writing a Marauders fic right now that's centered around the Pruitt, Gideon and Fabian Pruitt. And getting the timeline as close to accurate as possible is impossible. <laughs> you just have to pick which years are off. And it's just like, what's going on? Authors just say, this is what I'm going with, and that's okay. Yeah. The only Potter that has ever been married was, like, 80 when James was born. Yeah. His parents were departed by the time he graduated from Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of. Okay. I was just checking. It's just one of those timeline things that no, nobody... So, so really... Remus has come in to get Hermione. Right, and they've gone to... Dumbledore, and what we find out is that the Pruitts were supposed to relieve the Potters, and when they got there, the Potters were gone. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. So somebody has to tell Lily and James. Who aren't back from their honeymoon yet. Right. So Remus goes to tell them, and she goes to get serious mm-hmm. and let him know what's going on. They head off. She gets to Sirius's place, and he's asleep. She has to wake him up, and he wants to know what's there. She says something's happened, and his first assumption is something's happened to Remus. But she says, no, he's fine. James and Lily are fine, but the Potters are missing. It was little Hangleton that they were patrolling. So Mm -hmm. we know something was probably going on. He's like, I'm going to get answers. And she's like, where are you going? (laughs) I'm going home. I'm going home. Oh, boy. Da, da, da. Black. And, and that is where we end it. for the week. Going to the black. 35 chapters down. 35 more to go. We're halfway through. <laughs> Yay. 34. 34 more to go. We're more than halfway through. Okay. That makes such a difference. That yeah, well, let's see. Halfway through after the end, you were actually about a third of the way through after the end because the last chapters were the size of two or three of the earlier chapters. <laughs> <laughs> and the author is offering 10 points to the person who can tell the significance of Little Hangleton, but um, I think we'll probably all know that at this point. We get 10 points. Yay. Five points will be awarded to each of you. <laughs> Blood of the father. No. Bone of the father, flesh of the servant, blood of the enemy. Yep. Yep. And so, a nice manor house. Go ahead. Ouch. No, I'm... I, <laughs> Sorry. I, I was going to tell you after we start recording, but I can't... I'm not going to talk about it on the recording. Okay. Anybody have thoughts about these? We're moving out. Good mm-hmm. to see the kids kind School's of... School's over with, and everybody's getting their places, and the war is kind of starting to pick up steam. And I hope the listeners are happy that this is a three-hour-long podcast. Four. Stop your belly aching. Yeah, well, the time <laughs> Please is editing out. That's true. <laughs> we don't need to be any longer than we are now. We, we, we know, people don't realize that we have to start at, like, 9 p.m. Eastern because 
Sue gets home from work at 6 p.m. her time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern time. So there's a reason why Trisha went to bed. It's currently midnight here in Chicago, and we have things to do tomorrow. I want you all to know that Deathly Hallows 2 will be out in less than three days. (laughs) Yeah, I was on the forum a little bit ago, and somebody's like, I get to see it in 12 hours. No, let me guess. Keza? No, it's our other Australian. Oh. Rosella? No. Rina. Rina Williams. Rina. 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 However you say it. Yeah, we were having a discussion today at work. Now, for those of you who know what I do for a living, I am mostly in charge of the copyright infringement group at work, Mm -hmm. and we're placing bets as to when exactly we will start to get complaints about the torrents for Deathly Hallows Part 2, and I'm saying that we're going to get them on Saturday. (laughs) Probably afternoon, but one of the guys says that we're going to get them Friday. I don't think we're going to get the complaints by then, but... We'll, no, they'll be uh, up by Friday. They'll be up by Friday. They're not. We they we looked today to see if they were up, and they're not. <gasps> they're coming. They're awful copies. <laughs> they're not legal. You don't want them. That's right. I like the way it's moving. I like the story. It's Occasionally, good. you want to smack the characters upside the head, but I guess that's a good sign for the writing. Occasionally. <laughs> Okay, most of the time, Kelly would like to smack the characters Ah. inside of that. (laughs) Kelly would like to leap into the story and smack their heads together. (laughs) (laughs) I lost a little. (laughs) Just a little. Oh, this is interesting. I just turned on Twitter, and one of the tweets, Joe's Movie Lounge, Joe's Movie Lounge, deleted scene, too hot for Harry Potter. I don't know what it is. Must be a kiss. Let's see what it says. It's going to be the kiss. I don't want to be spoiled about the kiss. Yeah. Well, let's say goodnight and close this out because it's going to be forever. Basically, we like it. We have our bits that we have issues with and nitpick, but mostly we're just wrangling because we do that. It's a good story generally. It is somewhat a product of its time with the fic, but it actually holds up really well for that. We enjoyed it. And, and I, I want to see what happens next. <laughs> I will be giving my impressions at the very end because I've read this a lot. Yeah, and thanks for remembering and recommending it. I seem I remember reading it and wanted to do it as well, but I couldn't remember which one it was. So Kat was the one who found it for us. <laughs> this is the mild version of the things that I read in my free time. <laughs> I thought it was standard enough that it wouldn't make people want to run away. No, that's good. We don't want to run away. Yeah, I, I think it's been really good and it'll be interesting to see where we're going tomorrow yeah. or next week next week or whatever we actually whatever it is yeah we'll try to get it out fairly soon after this one but i guess we'll see yeah two months later who the schmuck is that has to edit four hours of this thing <laughs> all right well good night everybody good night, good night. so hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith.